Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Some men want to rule the world. Some women ask for the world. Some believe the world is theirs for the taking. But for one man, the world is not enough. Hello and welcome to Smash Pod, a podcast celebrating all the Bond films by those who enjoy, hate, or, you know, just aren't asked about them. Hosted by me, John Rain. We will be delving deeply into Bond, tackling a different film each episode with an exciting guest by my side. Episode 19 brings us oil, pipelines, kidnapping, and a Christmas no one enjoys. Yes, it's The World Is Not Enough. And joining me to swim in caviar, for some reason, is broadcaster, writer, and all-round scaramouche, John Holmes, who can be found on Twitter as at John Holmes one I considered going for a swim in caviar just to get into the mood for this. Yeah. Because research I haven't done, but I confidently state here mm-hmm. and now that the film we're about to talk about is possibly the only caviar swimming. I it, can't think of another I can't think of another one. And I have tried. I've spent sleepless nights thinking, is there more, is there some caviar swimming in any other film? And you know what? I don't think there is. I can think of The Magic Christian where they all swim in shit, which is similar. It, it is similar in consistency. For, I mean, we're jumping ahead here. But it does look a bit shit-like. Yeah, it does. But it's but the smell would be very different. It would. But here we are. The world is not enough. Had you seen it before? Yes, when it came out. Mm. Although I don't remember going to the cinema to see it. So I say when it came out, maybe when it came out on telly or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember. I don't rush to this. It's on ITV a lot. That's possibly where it happened to me. It wasn't what I rushed to. No. Let's put it that way. Once once it, I'd watched it again, it all came, like the caviar, flooding over me. Flooding yes. back. Yeah. Uh, and smelt similar, the whole film, actually. Have you ever had caviar? No. No, me neither. Never. <laughs> I don't think I want it in the same way as Robbie Coltrane seemed to have it in the film. But I, I don't... It is one of those things that's associated... You expect it to be in a Bond. Yeah. Don't you? Because it, it's up there with the things that Bond... Likes in this one. There's good champagne by the bed scenarios. Oh yeah, as well in this, which I can't. You know, you associate. Indeed, he says at one point, doesn't he? With caviar and champagne would go together. Mm. And I'll be honest with you, I am decadent. I have had champagne. Oh, I've had champagne, but but not yeah. the caviar. I can't think of anywhere I would go that has caviar. There's not like a caviar you like. No, they don't do it. Muck caviar. <laughs> well, it's, it can only be a matter of time. But it's, but yeah. also, I don't get the expense of it. I mean, I know it's it's. I don't, know, I don't know what it is. Isn't it's it rare fish-based egg. Isn't it fish eggs? Yeah. In, in but pot. there are loads of fish, yeah. and fish lay thousands and thousands of eggs. I don't know why caviar is so rare. If you think about it, hen's eggs 
There are fewer hen's eggs than cavi- than fish eggs because fish lay thousands of eggs at once. Why aren't they the delicacy? All of these questions would not get answered, I Especially think. not in this film. Not, not in any way. But the film opens with Bond in Bilbao in Spain. And it also opens with the bloke out of Minder. Yeah. Chisholm was in his Chisholm, yeah. or a pa- sergeant. Patrick Malahide. That's him. Doing a Swiss, Swiss banker. I couldn't, get past, I, I couldn't get past the fact that he was Chisholm in Minder. I, yeah. That's all I took. The whole attitude he had toward Arthur Daly. I wanted him to just be the same character and have that disdain that he had for Arthur's dodgy motors. Much better if Renard, the bad in this film, was played by George Cole. Yeah. But with Dennis Waterman as, as his kind of henchman. Or as Bond. Uh, oh, I, don't, I don't know about Dennis Waterman as He'd Bond. He'd do the I'm theme sure. tune. <laughs> <laughs> which would be better than Garbage. <clears throat> yeah, which, you know, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. It's Is it the most forgettable Bond theme? Yeah. It is, isn't it? It is. Until I watched it again, I mm. hadn't remembered that. See, Dying of the Day, people slag it off, but it's memorable because it's so awful. But this, yeah, it washes over you. Yeah. Absolutely. David not. Arnold... Mm. I love. Oh, me too. I am a big fan of David Arnold. Yeah. Chris Cornell, for heaven's sake. Yeah. You know, he wrote that song. But the garbage one's not. When they do Bond theme, they used to, it used to be icon. Mm. Or perhaps they just became icons. I don't know. But, you know, you go Shirley Bassey, you go yeah. Carly Simon, you go Wings, for heaven's sake, and all that stuff. And then suddenly they just sort of went a bit pop fashionable. I like A View to a Kill. Mm. The song. It's great. But it was sort of, hey, turn around, they're a thing. And mm. I don't like it now. I don't like with Adele's having a go. Aha, uh-huh. Living Daylights. Yeah, although not their worst song. That's a good song. But, 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 it, but I don't again, like the zeitgeist on no, it. And, and garbage was a bad choice. I think so. Plus, also, they, they weren't massive in 1999, were they? They must have been on the way up by then. That was their and last she, gasp. And she hasn't got, like, a bassy voice. No. So kind of husky... Do anything well, I'd rather have had a singing husky. It's just yeah. sort of maybe a sort of husky chorus of dogs. You know where the Pythons did the sketch hitting the mice? Yeah, with the mouse ha- organ. With, yeah, with yeah. hammers. Which was what Sam Smith's song sounded like. Yeah, but that with just dog noises would have been better than that garbage. I'll say that in a different way. Would have been better than that garbage. Yeah, see, you've done an homonym joke. Yeah, I did, thank you, yeah. Good. Well spotted, by the way. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, we meet Chisholm, and, and the screenwriters at this point seem to have only discovered what a Swiss banker is. <laughs> the words Swiss banker get said about 15 times. Yeah. Purely as a Swiss banker, you should know about this. Well, as a Swiss banker, I should tell you. Yeah, what is odd about it is that the idea of Swiss bankers, of course, this whole hide your money kind of thing. So, already by saying the word Swiss banker, we know it's suspicious, right? Yeah. You, we're with the audience, we go, oh, yeah, it's inspector. Chisholm from Minder yeah. and he's a policeman mm. but he's suspicious in this and the accent is Chisholm meets Poirot yeah if that's a thing I know Poirot's not Swiss but no it? but it, but that, but neither was that accent Magri mm, it was uh, Rennie from Hello Hello that'll do yeah that's about right and yeah the Swiss banker that scene particularly yeah because I don't know I, I saw you know recent Bond film but I'd forgotten just what the old Bond film and this isn't even that old really no. but I'd forgotten what they were like you know and I would be the first to go, oh, yeah, snowflakes and their new world of moaning about everything. Yeah. But I start, I found it offensive. Mm. Only because I'm now brainwashed with you can't. Can you do that? Can you do that? That line in it, in that opening scene, when they talk about rounded figures, yeah. Bond gives the lady a leer. Cigar lady, yeah. Cigar case, which crops up a little later. It um, and he gives her a sort of look up and down in the way now that would call it Weinsteinian. Mm. He doesn't wank off into a flower pot, though. That is in one of the deleted scenes in the DVD. <laughs> Bond, Bond invented that. Bond wanked off into a flower pot. Because the British equivalent, because Weinstein obviously wanked off into an opulent palm tree plant. 
plant pot. Yeah. But in the British equivalent, it would be a small Bill and Ben style flower pot. I think if Weinstein or Bond were at my nan's house it, mm. during that era, it would have been a small cactus. Yes. My nan, and indeed old people at the time, were very fond of cacti. Because Bond could then do the joke when she said, You shouldn't do that, you might feel a little prick. Exactly, yes. exactly that. What's new? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, if they're going to reflect bands of the era for the theme tunes, there's yeah. no reason why they can't pull in now the zeitgeist of what is going on actually in the world. Yeah. So, you know, a villain that wanks into a pot plant. Mm. Or maybe that's the whole plot. I'm, I'm disappointed with the plot of The World Is Not Enough. Oh, yeah. Very disappointed. You're not alone. I think even Bond was. Oh, yeah. You see in Brosnan's eyes, he knew it wasn't one of the good ones, didn't he? Yeah. He knew. Yeah, he, yeah. he was like, this is no... not even Octopussy. It's not even that. It's not enough. No, <laughs> nothing this is... World the plot is not, not enough. enough. Everything about it was just very... Nah. And I think if they followed that rule and the next Bond film, Bond has to try and stop a man wanking into a plant... <laughs> Then, then it, you know, there's still jeopardy there. A sneeze guard? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. You know those things now that the police have, stop people spitting on them in custody? Oh, Spit yeah. hoods. Spit hoods, yeah. You oh, know, well, Bond has to try and get one of those over the cock of... Sexy beekeepers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Over the, over the cock of a villain. Yeah, who we'll call Harvey. Which could be played by Kevin Spacey. Yes. For the sake of argument. Or Christopher Plummer. <laughs> yeah. If he's replaced <laughs> if, if the last place, minute. To be clear, Christopher Plummer, not implicated. No, no, no. But that would be a plot, wouldn't it? Stop a man doing something disgusting, rather than saving the world, which is old hat now. It's old hat. A man wanking into an old hat. <laughs> I'll be fine <laughs> as well. I'm happy with that. It's Christmassy. Is this a Christmas film? No. Oh, we know it is, because Christmas is in it. But it, the only reason, and I know we've jumped, we've got, I'm going to jump to the end. It doesn't matter. The only reason she's called Christmas. Yes. Is for that joke, at, I say joke, that line at the end. Yes. That's it. Yeah. There's no other reason. No. At all. It's it reminds me of called spunk on my tits. <laughs> I've always wanted to spunk on your tits. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back to Chisholm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chisholm is giving Bond a cheque for three million dollars. Three euros. something million dollars, yeah. yeah. Yeah, And Bond basically says, oh, I need to know who the terrorist was. Bond then brings out his uh, gadget, which is a pair of glasses. Yep. And a gun which explodes. Yeah. Why would you ever want an exploding gun? I mean, the idea of a gun is that it explodes in one direction. Yes. As part of the design of the gun. Yeah, this gun doesn't like explode like a bomb. It's like a flashbang. It creates a white flash that distracts everybody so you can beat them up. Yeah. And like you say, a gun really practically used to shoot bullets at people. This is Q on his last legs, by the way. This is Q on his last day. Yeah. Q is like anyone on their last day. A gun that explodes. (laughs) I've run out of ideas. He hasn't run out of ideas, though, has he? Because Uh, later we get other things. Oh, yeah. Uh, Again, I'm jumping ahead. But the glasses Mm. with X-ray... Improved specs. Yeah. You know, later on, I was uncomfortable with that scene. Yeah, it's not good. No. But I wasn't at the time. It's selectively pervy as well. It really is, isn't it? You see women's underwear, but men's guns. Yeah. And I don't mean in muscles. I mean, I <laughs> I mean like arms. actually they're guns. Yeah. And not arms as in arms. But arms weapons. with guns, no. With... Not weapons as in penis, but... <laughs> oh, maybe that's, that is the way forward, where next time Bond does have a pair of X-ray mm. glasses like that, that it is equal, and it's just a gratuitous load of penises. That's it. In a casino. No bras, pants or breasts, yeah. just penises. Just some penis. Bond, when Bond knows. staring at penises. It just yeah. doesn't work on anything but penises. Only penises. But yeah, he's given gadget. but you're right. It's always going to explode. Yeah. It needs to be a surprise. Yeah. So you like take something out. A present box of chocolates. Uh, an owl. An owl. You know, That's a if Bond had just... It's a hell of a conversation piece. Take out a gun. I am a Swiss banker. Why have you brought me an owl? <laughs> well, just sit it there and it'll yeah. be useful in a moment. It's the one from Clash of the Titans. Bulbo. <laughs> oh. Bulbo. Or the Rimbill Bow. Oh, bloody hell. So that this makes sense. This makes entire sense. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. Okay, so Bond's, so we can improve the scene. So Chisholm just is Chisholm yeah. from Minder yeah. and not the accent. No. Bond has an owl. 
Yeah. The the woman the woman who bends over to give him the cigar case. Yeah. He's just ambivalent about to get rid of that sex. Seen one, seen them all. Exactly. Yeah. He's yeah. been there. It doesn't matter. Had a wank before he left. In a cactus. Mm-hmm. We've improved it already, and we're not even professional screenwriters. Absolutely. I've said this before, but this is the start of when Bond started to slightly go downhill, figuratively and literally. But anyway, so he explodes the gun and then gets Chisholm one on one and says, "Look, tell me who these people are." Yeah. Who's the terrorist? And he says, he'll kill me. And Bond says, what do you think I'll do to you? Nothing. Yeah. But then he goes, all right, I'll tell you. And then, like some sort of Chuck Jones cartoon, he gets a knife in the back of his head. Which is a nice reveal, isn't it? Because he does the classic... Yeah. And you think, has he just ejaculated onto Bond's thigh? Into a pop plant. What's gone on there? He's, he's made a sex face. You know, maybe he's aroused by guns. Heart attack. Could be a heart attack. It's yeah. a stressful situation. Very. Um, although he has had experience of Arthur Daly, and yeah. he, that, he put him through some grief. One too many VATs, please, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then... <laughs> and then... Oh, if only the gun had been a Winchester. Oh. See, that, that would have tied in. Oh. Hey, this is quite a niche podcast, isn't it? it That's is. what I love about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the reveal is a knife, but really square in the back really? of his neck because we're really good throwing skills. Yeah, it's almost like a cartoon. He then looks over, sees like a, a door ajar, and you hear footsteps running up the stairs. Yeah. I'm like, oh, right, she must have done it. Then, then he goes out to see who it was, then he, there's a gunshot, and then a glimpse yeah. of a thing. Police are coming, so he gets back in the room and locks it, yeah. and then uses a man as ballast. Now, did you, like me, when he tried to escape by tearing a bit of window blind off, yeah. Venetian blind. Did you think he was going to hang himself? I thought he'd given up. Yeah. I thought he'd read the script, mm. got to the bit about a man drowning in a lake of caviar, and just thought, I'm going to end this now. Autoerotica 68. Yeah. yeah. It's easy for me to say. I'm going to end this right now before yeah. we even get to the helicopter with the tree-cutting blades on the bottom of it. Yeah. Because cause that's shit yeah. so I'm going to hang myself with this and then or a junkie yeah put it around the arm perfect day yeah. starts playing and he gets arrested <laughs> at the end <laughs> and his last words the world is not enough as yeah. he just slumps dead oh, onto the body yeah. of Inspector Chisholm it works for me I was surprised at how much well it wasn't rope was it I don't know what it was it's so like you say it's it, Venetian blind it's yeah. Venetian blind masking interior it I looked at a Venetian blind post-watching this, and I couldn't find anything like what he pulled off the blind in order to abseil out of window. But there was way too much of it. He pulled a little bit off, tied way it round a man. It's like a mile long. But he also managed to pull off the exact right amount... To get into the floor. To get into the exact floor without jumping, just landing neatly. So he must have measured the room, measured the, the width of the man, and then measured the, to the floor. So he did all that before he went in, Yeah, which is impressive. Also, I should say, you know when the gun exploded, mm. Bond was sitting right in front of it. Yeah. So like, it would have been better if after the dust had cleared, his eyebrows had been burnt off. <laughs> and he just looked like, oh, fucking hell, I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so he breaks the window with his suitcase with the money yep. in it. And as we say, he gets the perfect amount to get him right to the ground. Yeah. Or even tugs it at one point because the guy he's tied to is resisting. Holding onto a table. But, and the but, but just one tug from Bond. Again, we're back to the pot plan. Absolutely. A man manages to break a bit off a table. Yeah. Just by holding onto it. And then Bond frames him for all the murders because when the police finally break in, Bond's gone. And the man's in there by himself. Yeah, holding onto the crust of a table. And there, and there you see, ordinarily, mm. we would have a credit sequence. Yeah. The problem is that there's a pretty quick credit sequence. Mm. It's shit. It's fucking, I'm so glad you said that. Nothing it, happened. Even at the time, everyone was like, oh, it's the best pre-credit sequence ever. It goes on for an hour and it's boring as fuck. Nothing. And then they obviously they went, the bit with the gun and the knife, the cigar and the Spectre Chisholm is no, it's no The Spy Love Me. So we can't put the credits there because no. we just watched The Rushes and it looks shit and yeah. it's boring. Yeah. So what are we going to do? Mm. You know, the next bit of the film 
Put that in the pre-credit. Move the credits because at least there, there's a chasing bit with mm. the speedboat and a thing. Is it the only Bond film with basically two separate pre-credit sequences? Yeah, it goes, it's the longest one too. It goes yeah. on for about twenty-five minutes. Yeah, just sort of mashed together. Then you, you know, you think, all oh, right, that's happened. Then he turns up back in London with flirts the case a of bit money. with money, Penny, and flirts a bit with money. The cigar case makes its second appearance here because I, I didn't see. Did he? Pocket the whole cigar case. Looks I can't, like it, yeah. I mean, he did. We didn't see that. I think he might have done. But he yeah. obviously kept it. Yeah. And well, then I'll, I'll stick that Money Penny's going to love this. Yeah. She'd like an empty cigar case. It's a little bit like a sort of dildo. Yeah. That's, that's what we're going that's for. That's what really. Money Penny wants. Yeah. It used to be in the old days that he threw his hat onto a. Came in, hat went onto a hat stand. Yeah. And that's a skill. Now he's in threatening her with a dildo. Yeah. This is the shadow of Loaded. Yeah, have a dildo, love. I mean, what a gift. What a gift to bring someone back from a holiday in a foreign country. He's been to Spain. Why not a donkey with a hat? Is his tradition. No, he's brought a... Not even a... He hasn't even bought her. He hasn't even been asked to buy her a proper dildo. Yeah. He could have gone to Duty Free. Is there an Summers Duty Free at the airport? There might be. I don't know. Can't remember. It might have been then. But he doesn't even bother to go and buy her a proper sex toy. No. He just gives her the case of a large cigar. That is like when you someone wants a birthday present and you forgot and you just check your pockets to see what you've got. <laughs> oh, I've got this thing that looks like a penis. Yeah. She'd love that. Yeah, I've got this, uh, I've got this small cactus with some jizz on it. I'll give her that as well. But she does do that good joke of, oh, I know just where to put this. And then she does. She plays back. a lot. But, a a so. metal bin, so it gives a very... It's a pleasing noise. Pleasing noise. Yeah. Of yeah. a tang. But no, but that, I did start to... I was slightly awkward at the rounded figures thing. Yeah. And then, then when he gave her that, yeah. I felt awkward again. But yeah. I didn't at the time. So no. I am now just a product of... We're just mature. Of this, of this yeah, 2017. Yeah. And that's fair enough. We've that, been through the mill. That yeah. a Bond film made me feel awkward really um, early on. But then M has a go at him for fucking about with Moneypenny. Yeah. He goes on the speaker and goes, come in here, Bond. Stop fucking about, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes in and he meets M and her best friend, Robert King. From the uni days. Yeah. So they studied law at Cambridge together, or Oxford, yeah. one of the two. Yeah, um, I can't remember. And he's really happy because Bond's returned his money for him. And at this point I'm thinking, have we been told where the money's come from? No. No, because Bond's all about, you have to tell me what these terrorists are. I'm thinking, we haven't really established... You're absolutely right. And here's the thing, again, I'm jumping here, but the scene when they start talking about Begbie from, mm-hmm. from Trainspotting. Who we shall call him. Th- there wasn't enough reason as to what he was or why he was there. Yeah. And I thought I just missed a bit. Yeah. Or it was too complicated for Same me. Same here. So I went back and yeah. watched it again. There is no explanation for any of this. No. And you know the scene when he, Bond is looking at the computer mm. about the kidnapping of the daughter and she's crying a tear yeah. and he touches the tear. I, I was like, I don't know who this is. I don't know what's going on. And I thought it was me, but it's not. It's all over the place. No one knows what was going on. No. So Bond's got the man's money, but we don't know what the terrorist thing is for or who that is and why the money is even in a case. And then it blew up. Yeah, well, Robert King says, thanks for my money. Nice to meet you. I'm going to go off and... Put it in another room. Yeah. That he's got access to. And then Bond's sitting with them and he's yeah. like, yeah, everything's great. And then he's like, oh, um, I don't understand what's going on. Well, he's, we're with him yeah. at that point. And then he touches the uh, water in the drink. Presumably yeah. M waters their drinks down. Yeah. And it starts fizzing in his fingers. And he's like, oh, hello. Yeah, so instant goes, knowledge as well. So he's like, right, the money. And then M goes, uh, money, penny, stop king. Money, penny's sitting a foot away from her. How's she going to stop him? Bond would be faster. So she phones ahead. No one picks up. Yeah. He walks straight in, gets his money. Bond gets there just as it explodes. And Robert King's type-in is a detonator. And the money blows up. Yeah. And blows a hole in... But you see what? You've done what the film does. You've, you've said all that, but there's no explanation as to why... No, no. You've, le- you've leapt from a man putting a cigar case in a woman, in a woman yeah. or at least wanting to, yeah. 
Two, money we don't know where it came from, yeah. blowing a hole in the side of MI6. Yeah. Let's go back. Why, why has Robert King, who doesn't work for MI6, got access to a secret MI6 vault? He's mates with them. That's not enough, is it, for the security services? Do I don't I- want the mates of the head, specifically the head of a security service, just a mate to rock up and go, can I get in the vault? It reminds me, do you remember when you used to, you used to get a bus and there'd always be someone who'd go and talk to the bus driver? This that sort of thing. Like They've got access yeah, to their mates. I suppose. You'd have them standing while the bus driver's driving. Yeah, which is, again, it's a, that's flagrantly bright. Blaking, yeah, Blaking, flagrantly breaking the rules. Blakey, uh, yeah, from on the buses, on the buses. Yeah. yeah, it all ties in, doesn't it? You're totally I'll, dropping I'll in. I'll get you, but he would have yeah. been a good Bond villain, actually. Yeah, he'd have been great, better than Robert Carlyle. But we'll get to that. Yeah, I know. We will get. To I that. know we will. Yeah. So everything blows up, and yeah. then Renard uses the cigar girl. But hang on, no, no. Before oh. everything blows up, the, the Bond finger, the finger, not the money penny, the, the, the foamy finger of yeah. residue that he gets because of the water reaction. Yeah instantly tells him that there's a blowing up money in a suitcase. Yeah, because he handled the money to put it on the table. Yeah. Also, we should say earlier, when Bond is in the room with Chisholm's bad guys, yeah. they all get taken out by snipers. Yeah. A sniper, who we later find out is Renard. Yes. I should have said that. That's true. Um, but yeah, he, he, he obviously realises that when he's placed the money down on this table, there's residue on there of bomb stuff. Yeah, because he knows about that stuff. He knows. He's a trained spy. Yeah, I mean, why yeah, wouldn't he? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, but anyway, the bomb stuff bombs off. Yeah, um, and Cigar Girl from earlier has made the ludicrous decision of parking a boat a foot away from MI6 to fire pot shots in there, <laughs> which is the worst possible idea you could ever have. Surely, blow it up, Scarper. No one will ever know who did it. Yeah, why stay on the off chance? Because we can have this great chase on the test. A spy is going to have... Q's fishing boat. But it's a lot of off chance, that, isn't it? Yeah. As you say, she's just sitting there. He could have swam. Yeah. He could have jumped out and swam. More effectively. It would have been rubbish. But luckily, he had access to a shitty boat. I'm just glad the vault was on the outer wall Mm. of high up at MI5, not in the basement Basement. or something like that, underwater, where it would have flooded and killed Bond. Yeah. And everyone else there. Um, so it's lucky in a way. Very lucky. But yeah, so Bond chases after it in Q's boat. Yeah. That's the first appearance of Q, who we'll get to later. Because uh, it's not, we don't do him justice talking about him right now. No, we don't. So Bond chases after her, and we get this chase scene, which is probably the most boring chase scene I've ever seen in my life. It's dreadful, isn't it? But we do get a cameo, and this is when reality TV was in its infancy. And when it was, uh, we'd have like two reality shows at this time. Yeah. Maybe three airport, driving school, traffic wardens. The traffic wardens get splashed with water. Hilarious. Dude, that's quite late on in the chase, isn't it? Yeah. Because there's a lot goes on before that. It's so boring. Yeah, where nothing happens. Nothing. And, and, and it's just some boats on the river, and you just sort of go, well... Uh. And also, you know, Bond, it's Q's fishing boat, and Bond instantly knows where all the buttons are. Absolutely. He even it. knows it goes underwater. You know, it, yeah, it goes underwater, and he has what to hold reason? his breath. For what reason? Yeah, to get under a little bit of a barrier thing. Why yeah. isn't... For a start, you know as well as I do that there'd be an instruction manual. Absolutely. Right? I mean, at the very least, you know, buy a new car, it comes the instruction manual, doesn't it? Or get a car. Come, you yeah. know, it's in the glove box. They've left it there for you. Yeah, yeah. And also, if you're going to make a boat that goes underwater, have some, a covering, not just, oh, hold your breath for that bit. It's so stupid. It's a, it's a jet ski that you can sit in. It's rubbish. Yeah. I mean, I quite like the idea of it. I went in one similar. It, once on holiday, Cuba, there was something that... Cuba? Cuba. Oh. Ah. Oh. Oh yeah, there was a boat you could hire that was. I mean, it didn't have missiles and stuff like that, but it had, but it but it, and it didn't go underwater. Well, yeah. it did at the end, but that was an accident. Right. But it was the same size and shape as that, uh, and you could hire it and drive out. It was the most fun I have ever had, actually, yeah, in a yeah. tiny one-man speedboat. So they do kind of exist. Yeah. So whether they got that from the film or vice versa, I have no idea. Maybe Q went on holiday to Cuba and, and had a go in one. 
renamed after because of Q. But you're right. As and then the boat, of course, they realised. I think the filmmakers that it was a boring chase. So it, on the river, mm. so they up the ante and just took the boat out of the river and into a restaurant. And where it steers, I don't know how it's steering. It's got a little rocket boosters, fine that propels it. Yeah, but, but rudders and stuff don't work when they're not in the water. Surely th- that's the entire raison d'être of a rudder. Yeah. And picking the right restaurant, there are a lot of restaurants along there. Yeah. He picked the right one to come out in the right place as well, which is, you know. But it would have been better because of reality TV, them going, we can get reality TV in this. If, yeah. they, if after this, there'd have been a moment where he bums Maureen from driving school. <laughs> Perhaps offers her a cigar. Oh, hold. yeah, yeah. And uh, just as he offers it to her husband, comes in and goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and then we'd have been like, oh, brilliant, Maureen from driving school's in a bond. You'd, you'd have wanted, and they could have done it for promotion, get mm. Brosnan in driving school. Yeah. But driving that boat, yeah, with Maureen, Maureen. sort of squatting over him, oh. uh, just sort of going. You <laughs> I know. don't want that. Image. I don't <laughs> so want take a left. No, not squatting <laughs> over him. Well, there's no other room. It's a one-person boat. It's true. It's... Sitting on his lap, should we say? On his, okay, on I his don't lap. Want her squatting over. It feels like she's like ready to <laughs> to be seated on the Brosnan. Well, you know, as I said earlier, maybe it's pierced. sort of caviar. Maureen's caveat I don't know and then because it's Bond and they always have to have some sort of these things are happening so we're going to have them in the film we get the Millennium Dome so everyone was excited about it again it's it's zeitgeisty Millennium Dome again though at the time was the most boring thing it hadn't been opened yet possible so no one knew it was boring no it was 1999 this was probably filmed late 98 maybe so it's just been built nothing inside it which ironically it turned out (laughs) there was nothing inside it yeah so they had they thought it would be great to have the climax not thinking about Maureen for a second. Yeah. <laughs> On top of the Millennium Dome. And where she gets an hot air On balloon. A balloon. Why? Why? <laughs> this is the sort of thing. The that... slowest chase, the worst chase ever has just become even slower. A balloon chase. If you're chasing the Muppets, they get in a hot air balloon to get away. If you're chasing a spy, they don't get in a hot air balloon to get away. Why has she got that standing by? They, they were giving rides or something. Yeah, she, she, just, she chose that. She chose that a hot air balloon. Went, that. There must have been 30 cars in the car park. Yeah. No, no. Ever. I'm going to go in a balloon, and I'm going to. And again, if I got in a balloon mm. in a, in a chase situation where adrenaline was high, and I I don't know how to fly a balloon. No, but but she's had training. She does. She's had balloon training, and 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 I suppose that's I suppose that's acceptable. But it's not a getaway vehicle. It is not under any circumstance. The only time it's been a getaway vehicle is at the end of Police Academy Force is on patrol. <laughs> that was that was fine because everyone was in a hot air balloon. Yeah. You know, it was even Stevens. But this? No. She should have, you know, like in Up. Yeah. May, it would have been more of a spectacle if she'd gone and maybe at gunpoint mm-hmm. taken away, because they could have easily done that outside the Millennium Dome. Yeah. There's somebody blowing up helium balloons, you know, yeah. just to, to give to the kids. Right, yeah. that's fine. That's that happens. She goes there and she's him at gunpoint off off your chair, mate. Mm-hmm. She then sits there, mm-hmm. blow, putting helium in loads of balloons and tying yeah. it to the chair. Yeah, and then at least that's a spectacle. Also, I thought you were going to say what you could have is just before she dies, we get a flashback to her and her husband yeah. meeting when they're kids, getting married, finding out they can't <laughs> have children, walking up the hill, him dying, her being really sad, yeah. and then her killing herself with balloons. With balloons, there, there wouldn't have been a dry eye in the house. Oh, and Bond I, says, don't, don't do it. Don't blow us up. I can protect you. Yeah. I'll protect you. And she says, not from him. And then she blows them up. And he falls. Onto the roof of on, the Millennium Dome. Yeah, which now you have to pay to go on. Yeah. So that was ahead of its time there. Bond gets all the perks. The view from the 
Dome or whatever they call have it. Have you been now. on top of the Millennium Dome? No, because it looks shit. It doesn't. It? Uh, I, as as white knuckle rides go, mm-hmm. walking up there that's not that <laughs> steep or dangerous, it seems to me. Not that good a view either. No. Oh, look at the view. Well, no, go up the shard if you yeah, want to look yeah. at on to look at. See the now, a race at the top to the top of the shard would be quite good. They could have two lifts, like looking at each other. True story, uh, and slightly as an aside, yeah. I um, I had to interview Bruce Willis once, right? Um, for I can't remember whatever film he was promoting, and um, I pitched to him the uh, die shard. Brilliant. Because I said, look, you know, the, you're always on, you're, with the Die Hard sequels, you always end up nicking scripts that are just kicking around Hollywood yeah, yeah. and putting the words Die Hard in front of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But why didn't it come and do it in London? Die Shard. And mm-hmm. he, he looked me in the eye and, and, he, and he told me that that was a good idea. Did he? Um, and I said, if you make that, I, well, I want a credit. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't happened yet, but it can only be a matter of time. It's got to happen. Before Die Die It's obvious, isn't it? It is obvious. Die Shard. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, you're right. It you're would right. never be Die Dome. And that's, uh, that's and then he rubbish. slid down the dome and he... Does his shoulder. D- hurts his shoulder on the... On the Which is an important plot point. Ca- that, that does come back several times, doesn't several it? Several times. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we get the opening sequence, which we've discussed already. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, as we said, garbage. I mean, yeah, it kind of is. David Arnold is blameless in this, even though he probably wrote it. He, he did write it's it. Not or co-wrote style. it. And it, uh, it was Don Black, I think. Yeah, he did write the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, but David Arnold can do no wrong, so it's not his fault. No. It's garbage's fault. Uh, and then uh, we get Robert King's funeral. Yeah. Uh, and Bond's there in a... Sling. Sh- a sling, thank you. I was going to say cast. That's, that's wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. It's a sling. Yeah. It's a sling, you're right. Yeah. Um, let's not. It's get not there. the only thing that's miscast in this. Oh! oh <laughs> right? this is all, we're on fire here. <laughs> if only we were. And so he's, he's got a dislocated collarbone, apparently. Then M has a briefing about yep. what's going on, and Bond finds out he can't be involved. Because he's off active service because of his shoulder. Because he's got he's got a, a damaged collarbone. Uh, yeah, and then, so then we get there. Well, then we get a me- then we get a medical, which is horrible. Yeah, mm. I mean, even for Bond, it's not nice. This is like um, there's a bit in Thunderball. There's a bit like this, but that's 1964 or whatever. Yeah, so you can get away with it then. 1999, where you're effectively wine staining all over the place. I mean, he re- yeah, it's. I mean, again, it's one of those things where you start to feel a bit, oh dear, really. And mm. and also, I, I don't, I don't respect the professionalism of the doctor. No, no. you know, because well, she gets shamed. She gets slut shamed. She, she does get slut by a fellow lady by she, money. Penny. She very much does. Yeah. yeah, she does get called out on it, doesn't she? She really does. And she, in return for some sex with Bond, mm. just sort of signs him back on active. Not duty. only signs him off, she she says that he's got exceptional stamina. Yeah, which is just underlining it. She might as well have written "big cock, bad breath." <laughs> I found it. Uh, I it, for me, it made a mockery of the medical profession overall. Yeah. I, I don't think that if I say had an had a, an injury an mm-hmm. illness of sorts and but I wanted to go back to work yeah uh, offering to sex my doctor mm. would would be the right way to go how would he feel about that he 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 would i think he'd take it on the chin i mean <laughs> wow and that's fair enough yeah we'd have to wouldn't we <laughs> 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 but it, no, it's a, it's a very odd odd sequence, isn't it? Because he, but the the plot has to move on. If she yeah. just signed him off and refused not to, th- then the film would be over again. Mm. Which, from in some ways, that would be another blessing. So he gets back on the active duty, and then we meet Q. I'd have tested him for STDs before that, if I was. Oh, I'm sure he's riddled. Absolutely. If anyone's riddled, riddled it's it's bomb. I'm sure, he's got like syphilis. He's got everything. Probably got AIDS. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I. I 
He's even probably got the Ebola virus, and I don't think that's even sexually contagious. He's probably got that thing like Mr. Burns had, where he's got so many diseases. Yeah. Where they can't get through the door, you know? Yeah. The reason he had to give that cigar case, and that cigar case around, was because cause the, the, now the size, uh, really the sort of shape and consistency of his genitals, mm. is, it's, you know... It's not pretty. It's basically a case study. Last turkey at Christmas? At Christmas Jones. Oh, see, we keep yeah. coming back to things. Well, it's go. good. It's good. It's banter. <laughs> it's good banter. Um, so then we meet Q, who looks like he is a Smithsonian exhibit come yeah. to life. This was his last one, Desmond Llewellyn. It was. He died shortly after this. this yes, he did. And was it a car crash? Yeah. Well, he should have built that car better. He should have I mean, done. He should... It was his fishing car. <laughs> Once again, he's so he should, old. He should have known. <laughs> He should have read the manual instead of just trusting that's his instincts. was while he was driving. Oh, and that's, that's this is really terrible. That's dark, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't know he died in a car. Did I know that? I may have done at the time. Were I? you involved? <laughs> no. No. We're looking for witnesses. No. No. Did it, what, did it malfunctioning eject to see hey, what, what happened? Get in the queue. Ah. Uh, ah. Good. See? Good. Um, but yeah, he, he is literally held together by wires. Yeah. And every time he moves, like, dust flies off him. <laughs> and um, he... Um, <laughs> uh, he, uh, Bond makes that joke because we can see the great gadget of a, uh, a piper yes bagpiper with a machine gun and flamethrower completely useless yeah yeah. I mean, I mean I've been to the Edinburgh Fringe mm. and there are times when you think I could do with that <laughs> There you go. I'm walking, private. I'm walking up the Royal Mile, yeah. and I, I, uh, disguised as another bagpiper, mm. I could take out a few bagpipers yeah. and some fringe theatre yeah. while I'm up here. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. I kind of like that about the the Bond film. I like the background gadgets that, that aren't used. Oh yeah, but they're terrible in this one. Well, yes, because all you got is the piper, and then um, Q. Basically, oh god, Q introduces us to his colleague. Who I'm going to call Quant because <laughs> it's cunt with a Q. Yeah, because it's what John Cleese is fucking abysmal in this. I mean, he sings with his advert abysmal. It, it's I don't know what it is. I don't. It, it's sort of so misjudged. Yeah. Was it, this around the time that Sainsbury's paid him millions to do their adverts, and he did them, and they were so poorly received they pulled them? It, it can't be a coincidence. Yeah, because he's basically being Basil Fawlty. Yeah, because. Time's passed. Yeah. He can't do Basil Vaulty anymore. It's like the, clockwise. Yes. You know, when he's the headmaster in clockwise. Yep. And, it, and all of that, that which was Basil Fawlty esque by, of course it was. I can't that watch that film. Point. But it, you can't watch that film. It's just too stressful. Why is it stressful? Because everything goes wrong from minute one. Nothing goes right. Yeah. I can't stand films like that. <laughs> Well, maybe he should have had more of a role in this. Maybe that should have been... He should have just been... The, the, just Rather than Christmas Jones, mm. maybe he John should have Cleese played that role. Yeah. Sort of a love interest mm. uh, for Brosnan. Yeah. Which would have brought it bang up to date. It meant, you know, that sort of a... The last line would have been, I've always wanted to fuck John Cleese at Christmas. <laughs> or in Turkey, sorry. Yeah. Or just, you know, and we could go back to, you know, I'm sorry, he's from Barcelona. It's yeah. Chisholm... <laughs> Chisholm walks back into the scene. Chisholm? Uh, Inspector Chisholm. Inspector Chisholm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. No, good. Um, yeah, so John Cleese uh, um, shows us the car, and he says at one point um, it's got beverage cup holders. And the car's terrible, by the way. It's a tiny BMW. This was the last of their three-picture BMW deal. Yeah. And yeah. The, the previous film was like a saloon car a businessman would have. This is like a businessman... Um, it's a uh, midlife crisis Midlife car, crisis, it? Yeah. Was it the Z4 or something like that? Is I that don't know anything about that. I think it's a Z4. Tiny little convertible. It was BMW's first little sports convertible to rival the like the other ones that were around it's awful. at the time. 
Yeah. And it's only in it for like two scenes, maybe. Yeah. So it's a very cursory. Yeah. It's not a. It's not a classic Bond car. No, um, no you're absolutely right. But yeah, it's got a cup holder. But the thing is about we also don't know what John Cleese is called. It's only Bond that calls him R. Ah, yeah. As a little joke. And this is my. You know, this is my. Your Q. Oh, is he R? But we don't know that. Q um, gives a little knowing smile, like that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's no it's unnecessary, isn't it? And it, he does his little bit, which is terrible, and then he says, "All together." Fully stopped, like he's down with the kids, and then Q pipes up with fully loaded. What are you talking about? Cleese puts on this coat, yeah, and he's like, it's got loads of poppers and a zip, doing his bit, which is terrible. And then Q goes, oh, just show him this, and pulls the tag. And then Cleese goes, but you said, and it's like they've tr- they, it suggests they've done this before, yeah. And Q does it every time. Just, I mean, to, to, I mean, to repress maybe the the spies because you know, 007 is 007. We we mm. know there are other double O's. Mm-hmm. You know, they probably come through on a regular basis. Mm. So it's just Q's practical joke. Yeah, and of course he he zanily gets his coat stuck in the car door. Let's not forget that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you have forgotten that, haven't you? He gets his coat stuck in the car door for a little bit of business. They call it business, don't they? They do. A little bit of comedy business. Yeah, it's not good. That's the first bit. He gets his coat, and and then Bond says something clever like, um, "You should open the car door." And uh, and then he does, and that's fine. And then there's that bit we talked about, and then yeah. he pulls the thing, and then he gets encased in a, a golf ball. comedy golf ball bubble. But he inflatable. acts like he's being suffocated to death. Well, yeah. When we see it in operation later, it does no- nothing of the sort. When it happened, did you think that's going to come back? Yeah. Because uh, obviously the, the bagpipes, mm-hmm. they no. could have come back, but mm, unlikely. But when that happened, you, there was that sort of well, that's going to that's going to be that's going to pop back up, isn't it? That's yeah. going to. But did you start thinking ahead, going, how is that going to... Probably not at the time. I was probably too busy sort of thinking, oh, God, what's going on with this fucking old dickhead? Yeah, why has John Cleese ruined his entire reputation yeah. uh, by being in this? Because I don't want... A, I don't want Basil Fawlty as Q either. I mean, yeah. I, I like the, where it's gone now mm. with Paddington. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I like that Paddington is now Q. Yeah. That's fine. But I don't, But then it was too, it was too comedy. Yeah, and then... Um, Bond turns to Q, bearing in mind Q looks like he's just come out of Tutankhamun's tomb. Yeah. Says to him, you're not retiring anytime soon, are you? Are you having a fucking laugh? Look at the stay of him. <laughs> oh, and then Q says, uh, earlier on, he says, um, you've ruined my fishing boat for my retirement. Yeah. Like, you're going to retire in a, in a, 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 a tiny one-man speedboat that's, yeah. that's weaponized. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how was he going to get the fish? Just He doesn't look like he could get in a bath. How's he going to get in a boat? <laughs> but the handy thing about the boat, he had designed it to go straight into restaurants, so let's not forget that. So as a retiree, you know, you, you're fishing, mm. and you don't catch anything because it's not a fishing boat. Mm. Uh, and then you just go, oh, I'm a bit feckish, I can just drive it now into a into a restaurant with the uh, steering mechanism yes. that seems to work on land on as well land. as in the water. And then uh, he says, a Q system, now pay attention, 007, obviously a callback. Yeah. And then he says, I always told you two things. Now, the first one I haven't written down because so it's fairly dull. The second one is never let them see you bleed. <laughs> what? That sounds like something Q would never, ever say in a million years. Yeah, where did that come from? I don't know. It's like something John Rambo would say to his um, <laughs> to uh, Richard Krenner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not something Q would say to Bond in a million years. It may be, maybe that was a, a, a Cleese on set sort of... Um... <laughs> To, not an ad lib, but just sort of try this, mm, mm. you know. And he just sort of threw it in, thinking, "Oh." And then Q, the most bizarre sequence recorded in film history, 
slowly descends through the floor. Yeah. Like he's some sort of filating poltergeist. In the, in, the, in the floor, the very floor that John Cleese has come out of. Yeah. In, it's like, where is he going? Is he going to hell? We don't know where that got that. Because he dies soon, soon afterwards. So are we saying that he's going to hell for being a big-handed yeah, twat? Sort of metaphor for that, yeah, I guess yeah. so, yeah. I don't like that bit at all. It doesn't work for me. No, don't let them see you bleed as well. No, it doesn't work. Um, and then Bond, we cut to Bond looking at um, the, the old files of uh, Electric King's kidnapping. Yeah, on an old computer. Very old computer. That's touchscreen. Yeah. So they preempted, mm. which I admire. And we get Martin Lewis doing a news story about it. We do get Martin Lewis, don't we? Yeah. That's right, yeah, a little cameo from Martin Lewis. Mm. Uh, to tell us about Electric King. And then there's, there's headlines from all the tabloid newspapers. Yeah. Around the edge of the, but the, the fact that he touches a screen but on one of those old big beige monitors yeah. that isn't touchscreen. No. Um, and touchscreen wasn't even a thing then, so it's supposed to be futuristic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, but I, I accept it. First, look at it again. I accepted it. And then I, then I remembered that that wasn't a thing back then. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, when he touches the screen, so we know, it bleeps. Yeah, and makes noises. And also, when he's when he's not got the access, he starts saying, "Level one clearance required." And he and then he gets angry because he doesn't have level one clearance. Why the t- why does he touch the tear? Yeah, Do you know that because we've got. Uh, I'm trying to say that he fancies her. At this I think, point, I think. Oh, but he's clumsy. That isn't it? It's almost like a fatherly. I suppose he, a bit he doesn't get his cock out and sort of wank over a crying woman. That's the cutscene. That's on the DVD. <laughs> um, but also, how shit aspires Bond if he hasn't even got level one clearance? <laughs> Hang on, though. Level one could be highest. It could be that. It could be level ten. He's got that. Yeah, it's got le- it's got ten nine eight seven six five four three two. Also goes to send. Yeah, um, but level one's the high clearance. He hasn't. Right. He hasn't. Okay. He, he's not allowed that. He's got a license to kill, but he hasn't got level one. Since you got caught wanking over pictures of women, <laughs> we're not. We're taking away all your levels of clearance. But then he, he confronts M. Yeah, yeah. We says do. you're the only one who could have pulled her files. Yeah. Uh, she says, "Don't make it personal." She says, I, "I'm I'm the one who got Robert King killed." Yeah. She says, "Don't make it personal." He goes, "I'm not." Are you? Yeah. And it turns out she is. She is totally. That's when she clears the room, isn't it? Yeah, she, she clears the room. Excuses. And she says, I won't... Oh, we're in Scotland by now, though. Yeah, we're still I've in forgotten. the Scottish uh, castle. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, of course. And yeah. she says, I won't uh, have insubordination. Yeah. I like that MI6's Scottish outpost is a, is a castle. Yeah. Uh, which Skyfall came back to in that sort of, it did. Sort of way. It would be much better if you know they had, at the beginning they've got all the double O's sat around for the briefing. Yeah. The one on the end would have been the Loch Ness Monster. That would have been amazing. <laughs> in a little hat. Just sitting on the edge. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. She. She sort of. It's that first. It's that scene between, you know, sending everyone else out. This is kind of an intimate chat now, Bond, because you're. You know, you're the. You are literally a special, special yeah. agent. Yeah. And we're going to have this. This. This chat, and um, and then we we're supposed to then start understanding the plot between us because you know at this point I still don't really know what's going on or who Electric King is. Well, they get explained briefly afterwards because then we hear about Renard. Who was her That's kidnapper? A, and then a hologram turns up. Yeah, this giant, like you were talking about the touchscreen yeah. technology. You've got this giant hologram that you can touch. Yeah. And of, put your hand in. Yeah. But also, a hologram is just light. Yeah. Okay, but Bond tentatively mm. seems to put his hand into the centre of the hologram as though he's negotiating a, a tunnel into a man's brain. He's fingering Renard's head. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. He's thinking, I can put my finger in that. Because <laughs> when, when, you know, presented with a man with a bullet lodged in his brain, mm. The first thing you want to do to the wound is finger it. It would be good if it cut to Renard in real life and he just suddenly orgasmed. Oh! <laughs> that was good. Oh, that technology even beyond Bond at this point. Yeah, and then we hear about Bond has been cleared for it with exceptional stamina, as I mentioned before. Yeah. And he's now been given the mission to go and see Electric King. Yeah. And then we meet Electric King, and there's a protest at her pipeline. 
because their pipeline that her dad I hate the word pipeline but it gets mentioned a hundred fucking times in this film <laughs> but the pipeline is going to go straight through a holy site yeah and there's a protest and um, she turns up makes a deal with the uh, elders and says I'm going to go round and they're like that's going to take weeks and she's like whatever I'm really nice I'm lovely yeah, yeah. I don't mind going round your church yeah, and then Bond turns up in his stupid car, and then we see we, we get a sort of portent of these helicopters with the rotating blades you mentioned. Earlier. Well, that's it. There's a there's the moment when he's driving in in his crap car. Yeah, that you you hear the noise first, and uh-huh. then you look at it, you go, "That's not a helicopter." Or it is a helicopter. But there's an extra noise. And then you've got and it's got this whole. I mean, what is it hanging off the bottom? It's sort of a, a, a series of blades. A series of um, buzz. What are they called? Buzz saws. Buzz saws. Buzz, yeah. The idea is that they cut through trees. Yeah. And stuff. It seems a really stupid way of cutting through trees, then. Well, uh, yeah. And is it, I mean, is, it a, is that a real thing? Or did they just make that? Because I've never seen one. Never seen one. Or heard of it since. No. So, I, so it's, obviously we get the sense that it looks a bit dangerous. But I'm not a tree fella. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and you go, all right, this is another one of those things that might turn up again, I suppose. There's no other reason for that to be there. No. Obviously, and he looks up at it, doesn't he? And then he arrives, you know, in the... He's managed to drive to this remote pipeline yeah. protest area. Um, but what I kind of like, when he drives, this is in Azerbaijan or somewhere, isn't yeah. it? Is that where it is? Yeah, it is. Uh, and when he, when he gets there, he drives up, and the head of security, the head of security... Davidoff. Guy, yeah. Cool water. Who are you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who, who are you? Why are you here? And he just gives him a business card, and he says, yeah. hey, Universal Exports. Yeah. Uh, the coverall. Yeah. There. And he just looks at it and he goes, yeah, oh, fine. Yeah. Doesn't know other questions. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah, all right, off you go then. This is how Lee Nielsen gets in all these. <laughs> yeah, he does the same thing. Yeah. Uh, sorry, who are you coming into the Tory party conference? Universal Exports. Yeah. There you go. Lee Nielsen. <laughs> Banter. It's true. But yeah, but he just gets, that's fine. And uh, Bond comes to Warner, basically. Well, no, he doesn't actually. He pretends everything's fine, even though he's keeping an eye on her. And then she says she's going to check the pipeline. And he says, I always. because yeah, he's throwing him out by that point. Yeah. So you can go now. Yeah. And he just grabs a pair of skis. Yes, I always wanted to check the pipeline. That may not fit. Yeah. And they're just a pair of skis leaning against the. And then all of a sudden he's got a load of ski gear. Yeah. Where do you have that from? Back of the car? Boot. Yeah. Yeah. Q just put it in there on the off chance. Yeah. Probably. It was probably a skiing holiday car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and then, he's, then he's in a helicopter. Yeah, and then they're flying over, and then they go down, and they do some skiing, and they have a bit of a moment. Oh, it's, it's handy that the helicopter can't land because of the wind. Yeah, yeah. But when you look at the long shot of mm. them jumping out of the helicopter because of the wind, there's no wind. No. I mean, if there was wind, the snow would be blowing. Yeah, it's true. Uh, uh, it's there's true. no wind. Anyway, so they jump out, and then they get attacked by sort of the flying Stephen Hawking gag. Yeah. <laughs> where there's all these people sat down in these paragliders, they're called. I, For no reason. Did they call them paraglide? Para, they are para... Para, para hawks. Para hawks. hawks. Thank you. Thank yes, you, yeah. there you go. Para yeah. hawks. Mm. Yeah, which isn't a thing either. Which, again, much like the Thames chase of earlier, most least exciting action scene I've ever seen so in my life. Boring, isn't it? it just goes on. And the, 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 te- the tedious close-up of... Of a man in a in a parahawk, pulling a pin from a grenade and f- dropping it in close up, yeah. and it's cut to a long shot of it exploding. So, and it's just oh, it goes man. on and on. Yeah, it goes on and on. And, and, and even when he kills them, it's just like oh, whatever. It's really boring, isn't it? It goes on and on. And then uh, the, the 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 chase finishes and an avalanche happens. Yeah, basically he kills all of them as you'd expect. Yeah, he does in a in a, in a variety of, of implausible crashing. Yeah, yeah. There's a final explosion. Avalanche happens. Turns out Electric King is deeply claustrophobic. Yeah, because Bond saves her in his stupid golf ball jacket that we saw. That we saw John Cleese struggling with earlier because we knew it'd be back. Yeah, that's fine. And of course, it's a handy avalanche jacket. That's... And he's got a watch with a glow in the dark light thing. Which yeah, wasn't showed earlier. That, yeah. 
Thank you. Where yeah. did that come from? Because was that a cut scene? Because that should have been. We want to know what the what. Suddenly, we're expected because of Bond history mm. that they have a watch that does a thing. Maybe John Cleese did a bit where he was in a dark room and he fell over. Yeah. Yeah, Manuel came in. Said, <laughs> uh, I don't know, I can't see anything. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Uh, There's another bit as well. uh, When the Parahawks turn up, Bond says, head for the gully. Yeah. If you didn't know what a gully was, I'm not sure. If you said to me, go for the gully. Is it a cleft? It's a a mountain cleft. Is it? I think so. I think a gully is like a... I mean, I'd have to look around and go, is that a gully? Yeah, it does. There's no time for that. That's what I'm saying. I'd say, which one's the gully? Yeah. She'd go straight for it. Straight for the gully. She's all right. Yeah. Uh, But given they want to kill her, why do they go after Bond? Yeah. Because he, he, I'll draw them away. I'll, I'll, yeah, but they don't. What, they're in flying things. They don't have to go after Bond. No, they can just follow her to the gully. Exactly. Well, they choose not to. <sighs> and then we go. Bond then goes to Valentin Sakovsky, who yeah. was in Golden. Robbie Coltrane from Goldeneye. Yeah. Who was brilliant in Goldeneye as Robbie this character? Yeah. But his character is terrible in this one. Yeah. Why is that? Just it's they wanted the, to bring him back. And it's, I know, but it, it, it was it was good. It's not good. Could be anybody. Yeah. It Doesn't have to be Sakovsky. But they thought they'd. You know, cash in and use someone yeah. that was liked in a previous film. Yeah. So it turns out that the best bit about this is that um, Bond then gets in a row with a henchman called uh, Zed. Uh, he pins him to the bar with a knife. This is when he comes in with his sexy glasses. Yeah. So you can that's see that's the pants. scene, of course, where he's seeing everyone's pants and guns. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And uh, this guy is an actor called Daz Crawford. Right. All right. And there's a website called Susan Scott Lookalikes. I don't know if you've heard of this website. Okay, yeah. It's the best lookalike because yeah. no one looks like it this space. <laughs> yeah. But when you go into the Bond section, right at the bottom, because it's a character called Zed, it says Daz Crawford, and you go in, it's the actual actor. So he's his, <laughs> he's his own lookalike. That's amazing. Isn't it? Ble- I'm pleased for him. Yeah. Do you think there's much call for the guy who got pinned to a, a, a bar in The World Is Not Enough as a, as a party lookalike? No. 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 Uh, but he is his you own should look-alike. book Daz for this. The best thing about it is on his page it says, look alike, sound alike. <laughs> you are him. You don't look alike. You're the actual best. And also, you know, he, get, he, he gets his knife and with the tie. Yeah. It's like just, you, 
I mean, the guy's choking to death. Yeah. All he's got to do is stand up, yes. the tile rip, the knife will fall out of the thing, yeah. and he's going to be fine. He's got guns. Yeah. Just shoot bomb. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and then we meet Goldie. Goldie. Again, Zeitgeist. Yeah. You see, there, there's a man from the... Was it was it rap back then? You know, Wasn't Goldie? It, um, what, what garage. Was, it? was it Garage? We got onto Garage by God, then? We're in our 40s. I know. And yeah, I, don't... I think it's Garage. Okay. All right. I'm down. But I'm it... just putting my cap at the side angle. <laughs> Uh, in, I mean, Stormzy could be in the next one. That's right. I've heard of Stormzy. He'd be good, actually. Be he's good. got a lot of presence. Uh, and uh, but but it's a nod to Jaws, this, isn't it? Yeah, he's called Bullion. He's got because Goldie actually has gold, gold teeth. teeth, so it's a good. They save money on special effects. Yeah, and um, we meet Zakowski, and on his desk, he's got two pretty ladies. Yes, we have. That, that's a reveal, though, isn't it? You can't yeah. see him at first. No. But just two pretty ladies. Yeah, which Bond is interested. And he goes in Bond, James Bond. Yeah. That's, that's quite good. Yeah, not bad. Actually. Uh, yeah. And then we get our first look at the magical caviar. Yeah, to um, cost me my own brand. Yeah, that he makes in his caviar shed. Yeah, that, that we see later. It is uh, a shed, isn't it? It's a shed. Yeah. It's not a caviar factory, no. nor a production line. It's technically homebrew. It's <laughs> basically <laughs> it. it's a man's shit shed. Yeah, uh, where he makes caviar. I wouldn't if I, caviar's expensive. Mm. I want it made. I want it hand rolled on the thighs of whoever Balinese maidens. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I want my cat, my fish eggs rolled. Yeah, not made in a shed by Robbie Coltrane. You can bet he's pissing in that, <laughs> or doing whatever. Just worse. Yeah, it's, swimming in it. Shit yeah, in it. Weinstein's yeah. wanking in it. Yeah, I, I was going to go there, but I, I didn't. I just did. I'm glad you did. Um, yeah, so it's a shame he's back in it. So Bond goes to see him, and then it cuts to Renard. We first meet our villain Renard. Yeah, he emerges from the devil's breath. <laughs> And he says, it's again, welcome it, to the devil's breath. Like, You've just driven here. Why are you saying terrible, welcome? Terrible, <laughs> terrible reveal of a villain. It really is. I mean, is he the shittest villain? Yeah. Thank you. I think, I think so, no, too. No, he's in the top three anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, I mean, it's it's so bad. You see, at that time, I was a bit like, oh, good, Robert Carlyle. I like him. But when I watch it now, I'm like, he's too small. He's not menacing. Not menacing at all. No. And he is... The part's terrible anyway. The concept... Uh, it's very badly written. The concept yeah. of a man who can feel no pain. Brilliant. You think, this is going to be excellent. Like because Bane. Imagine what, but like Bane. Yeah. yeah what would Bond funny. do with him? This is going to be amazing. Mm. He doesn't do anything about him punch him a bit. Funny really. enough, the Dark Knight Rises and this have very similar plot points that Bane is seemed to be the bad guy, but it actually turns out the lady is the bad guy. Uh, That's yeah. the same in this. So maybe the Dark Knight Rises is a remake of the world. But, yeah, who, who would have thought? For you. <laughs> the uh, the reveal painful. of the devil's breath is. Uh, I want my Bond villains to to have some have certain something, right? Mm. The classic Bond villains, well, mm. you know, the strokey cats, the uh, whatever. I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. This was the word. It's just a bloke in a cagoule, really. He just comes out of a cave like he's just had a wank. Yeah, next to some. Uh, yeah, fire, fire. That's, yeah. That isn't really explained either, apart from its natural fire. And then he says, "Welcome to the devil's breath." It sounds like like if you've had a really terrible kebab the night before and you yeah. wake up, you go, "I've got the devil's, devil's breath. breath." Here it is. Welcome yeah. to that. Yeah. And then he, to demonstrate that he feels no pain, he just picks up a hot rock. Yeah. And then I want more than that. Hot, so do I. Mm. That's that's. We already know because he talks about people who can walk on hot coals. Yeah. And they've not got bullets lodged in their brains. No. So, any, so anyone can do that. You want him accidentally stabbing himself or something. Yeah. yeah or or, or that, that helicopter comes back with the buzz saws mm. and just cuts his arm off at the beginning. Yeah. And he just sort of laughs it off. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. They're, that's a villain. And he's, he's cross because the Parahawks they'd sent to kill Bond. Or at this point we think to kill Electra. Yeah. Because we don't know she's in on it. No. Spoiler alert. And so he kills the fat bloke. 
Doctor, yeah. whatever he's called. And he says to Davidoff, you're going to pretend to be the Doctor and go to the nuclear site and steal yeah. a nuclear missile. Don't let me down. Davidoff's like, right, cool water. Yeah. I'm off. I can sort, I can do this. And then we cut to the world's worst sex scene where Bond and Electra are in bed together. Yeah. He then, presumably straight after sex, says to her, how did you survive the kidnapping? Mm. Why would you bring that up? Well, it's pillow talk, isn't it? I mean, it? you know, they don't, they've not got that much in common. I mean, no, I would have I would have asked her, because mm. we're going to be touched on this earlier, yeah. why the Parahawks were going... Well, he should have said, why are they coming after me when mm. you're the one they wanted to kill? Yeah. Th- didn't that make him suspicious? It would have done, wouldn't it? At the time? Well, he's supposed to be suggesting that he's blinded by lust at this point. He's, but he's a lust... He's always blinded by lust, isn't yeah. he? This, yeah. is the, this, is the, this is part of the... Part of the thing, you know, and but you know, you know that it's she's wearing what's she wearing? She's wearing a she's wearing a robe, yeah, right. And and you know, the, the, what's the word down on the downstairs? She wants to see you in her room. Not, oh yeah, not, not you, Davidoff. Not you, Davidoff. Yeah, you Bond, Bond from Universal Export. Mm. Uh, and up he goes. So so then yeah, then just some sex happens because that's real life. You know, people you've just met and been in an avalanche with, and mm. then they get you to their room, and then you do have the sex with. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we have some pillow talk, and then he says, um, I take pleasure in great beauty. Which yes. is a very creepy line. Yeah, it's up there with don't let them see you bleed, isn't it? Yeah. If you can pull these lines out of the whole Sing, film. It doesn't work. Just, I think they could have made that scene slightly better. Sorry, with with that shot of Bond going, I take pleasure in great beauty, but then mm. Q sort of popping up from the, down the end of the bed, mm. going, don't let us see you bleed. Yeah. <laughs> in a sort of sinister way. Coming back up. Yeah, rising from the floor. From the floor, as though that bit the floor he went into in Scotland somehow links to the bit of the floor. This could be like Randall and Hockhurst deceased. (laughs) (laughs) Q suddenly appearing in a white suit with a white shirt and a white tie. Don't let us see you bleed. (laughs) Go away, Q. I'm trying to get my end away. (laughs) But it's it's you know the first, uh, not the first, of course. He's already been with the Doctor, but you know Mm. many end away sequences in, in this. Well, it's one of three. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we get to Davidoff preparing for his pretending to be a doctor. Yeah. And then Bond suddenly pops up out of his boot and murders him. Murders him, straight there and then. One shot to the heart, dead. Yeah, yeah. And he's to blame. Uh, he gives <laughs> love a bad, bad name. name. Yeah, yeah very much he does. Yeah. yeah. And then he puts Davidoff in a bin. It, yeah, uh, it's, it's a, sk- a skip-sized, yeah. you know. It's the sort of thing Dennis Nielsen did. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> then he um, then just at that moment as he's just murdered Davidoff he goes to his car to have a look and then these people turn up and say are you ready yeah and he turns and he around and he bluffs it he bluffs it and they say to him where's Davidoff and he goes he's buried with work it means I've put him in a bin put him in a bin it's yeah. not even a very good you know of all those bits where Bond says a line yeah um, uh, like the one with the back to the Parahawks when the par- well, it goes off the cliff yes um, and he just says I'll see you back at the lodge yeah and that's shit that is shit uh, and it's what just a skiing reference just say do something better than that even Arnold Schwarzenegger would have said something better than yeah, that just say he's ill don't say something that suggests you've put him in a bin yeah don't say he's buried work that means oh he's probably been buried somewhere yeah just say he's uh, he's been and gone ah oh, perfect that would have been better I made an offer he couldn't refuse Re- Re- very refuse. good yeah you see yeah any of those would have been better than he's yeah. buried. He's not buried. No, he's, he's just in a, a bin. Yeah, I've literally <laughs> just seen I've li- him leave. I've, li- I've literally put him in a bin. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that would have been a great line. That's better. Where's David? Yeah. I've literally <laughs> put him in a bin. Uh, anyway, <laughs> and it's so out- outlandish that they wouldn't have believed him. So no. he would have got away with it. Yeah. And then you get this very weird moment where he comes to the plane with these guys, and one of them says, "Did you bring it?" 
the grease, right? And Bond's like, oh, and he reaches into a bag and there's a pair of trainers. And the guy's like, great, thanks, and walks off. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? It's true. It makes no sense. No. Again, you get the impression there was more to that. Yeah. But I don't know where it is. No or idea. what it is. It makes no sense whatsoever. So Bond rushes onto the plane, changes all his ID badges to have his photo on them from yep. his universal exports. Yeah, oh, but yeah, that's right, by cutting out yep. uh, very, very smart. Because that's quite hard to do. I mean, I've tried to forge my own passport. And right. it's hard. It's difficult. Is to this be an honest. exclusive? Yeah. yeah. So you cutting out your own photo to stick it on something else with false ID is very difficult. It is very. very. I'm assuming it is. I've never done it before. <laughs> um, so he does that, and then they arrive at the nuclear site. And then um, we meet Dr. Christmas Jones. Yes, we do. Played by... Denise. Denise Richards Denise from Starship Troopers. Denise Williams. <laughs> I was about to say Denise the Peace. I'm yeah. so sorry, everybody. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Um, from Starship Troopers. She, she is Starship Troopers, and everyone was like, wow, Denise Richards. And then 10 minutes later, everyone was like, oh, I'm glad oh. she's gone. Yeah, awful. Yeah. yeah. And we get this little bit about how great she is, even though you don't really believe it. No, you don't. And the, the, again, the name is what leaps out of this scene. Yeah. Because in, in the history of Bond girl names, uh-huh. this film, out of all of them, is... And I don't know whether it's because I came to it knowing how Bond films work. Yeah. By you set a thing up and you know it's going to appear again, like the helicopter blades. Yeah. And, uh, and Basil Fawlty's backpack. Yes. <laughs> right? And, uh, and, but when they say Christmas, you go, there's, that's, there's got to be a reason for that mm-hmm. because that's stupid. Yeah. Um, again, we've, we've alluded to it already but about yeah. why, but, but that, but you do sort of, I felt a bit let down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She says, um, uh, my name is Dr. Christmas Jones. Don't make any jokes. I've heard them all. Yeah. And he says in his wonderful, ballet of a Russian accent I don't know any doctor jokes <laughs> which is great but he does know some ejaculation ones and that's what comes up later oh yeah so that's great we've done it again <laughs> yeah. so then um, Bond is then about to go down to the site to meet yep. his friends in inverted commas yep. to um, do this nuclear missile business and she tries to catch him out great escape style yeah, yes. exactly like the greatest game. Yeah. Yes, we're, by we're, saying to him in Russian, "Your English is very good for a Russian." Yeah, and he turns around perfectly in Russian and says, "I studied at Oxford." Yeah, fuck you, Doctor James. <laughs> we, all, we all know why. So he goes down and he sees Renard and his boys working on. But he's still blagging this. I mean, he's oh, still. Yeah. We still don't know why he gave a shoe to a man. You know, two shoes. Two shoes. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. You know, and he. Uh, we still don't know how he's getting away with it. They've just accepted it at face value. It's a Russian accent. Mm. Gets you far in life. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just ask uh, Putin. Yeah, suppose with him. He's not Russian. No, he's not, is he? Work for him. He he takes his time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, he goes down and he sees Renard and his boys working on the missile. Yeah. And he thinks he sees Renard on his own for a minute. Thinks, right, I'll fucking kill him. <laughs> right, and he grabs him. I'm thinking that's what he says in his mind. Yeah. And he grabs him, takes him to one side, and says, "Right, you're you're a shit, and I'm going to kill you." But Renard drops a bomb, not literally. Yeah. Because well, he yeah. says there's no point living if you can't feel alive, which is something Electra King said earlier. Said it earlier yeah, during which the sexy we time. To mention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we were too busy thinking about their sexy time. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, and Bond, the look on his face, the yeah. acting that Brosnan brings to that scene. He says, "What? He's got yeah. yeah. What? His Irish slips out a lot in this scene. I must say, there's a few times later on. <laughs> what? Yeah, he kind of goes what? And then he, he goes right. Well, I'm going to kill you. And he puts the silencer on his gun. So he, he's about to kill him. And then the people upstairs who are mildly suspicious of him because he's a, his Russian accent's not good. Yeah. Come down. And then um, Denise Richard says, "This isn't Doctor. Where his name is? He's 63 years old." And I'm like, "He's nearly 63 years old." <laughs> How so old is Brosnan in this? 
I'm he's, guessing he's 50. He's got to be fit, mid, yeah, mid 50s, yeah, mm. definitely. So, yeah, he's perfectly reasonable that a 63 year old who, you know, looked after himself slightly could look like that. Yeah. Perfectly reasonable. Uh, and then the blokes like, uh, who's obviously a Scotsman playing a Russian, he's like, there's too many new faces down here, right? No one moves until I'm satisfied. Yeah. So Renard busts out the machine guns and kills everybody. Bond uses this as a way to get away. Yeah. And he grabs Denise Richards, who at this point should trust him in no way. Yeah, she's it. tried to catch him out. She, yeah. She's mistrustful of him anyway, because yeah. he's not 63. We know that. Yeah. Um, but uh, she goes with it. Yeah. And then they hide while Renard and his people steal the bomb, and they're running off with it. And Bond uses this watch. And again, like we said earlier, with the glow-in-the-dark watch, this watch now has another gadget where it fires out a tiny little like dental floss. Yeah. Yeah. thing that sticks to a piece of metal. Metal? Yeah. It, stick, it doesn't hook around the metal. No, it sticks it in it. It doesn't, yeah, sort of grappling hook. It, it sticks in metal. In metal. And it looks like it wouldn't hold a mouse. And it, it wouldn't hold right a mouse. Out. No. But one such one, he's pulled up by his wrist. Yeah. Which, you know, we've, he's been using that before. It's got a bad shoulder. Yes. Yeah. That would pull it right out of the joint again. No, it's uh, it's it's a nonsense. And I, and again, the watch trick. That I know we're supposed to expect that Bond has a watch that does stuff, but I yeah. want a little nod to it. Yeah, yeah, I don't want it to come out of nowhere. No. It'd be better if he produced that boat, fishing boat again. Yeah, we're not pieces of meat. <laughs> yeah. I want that boat to come out of his pocket. Yeah, just a second. drive it around. All of the things. and the, and John Cleese's inflatable armadillo. You're making it look an afro. I don't know why I'm doing that. Yeah, but it, yeah, the, all of those things we've seen before, even the. Bagpipes at this point would have been a welcome, Amazing. welcome trick. But no, it's another watch gadget. Another watch. Yeah. And then we get another interminable action sequence that's really uh. dull. And they manage to get away. And just at this moment, Denise Richards says to him, who are you? And he says, I work for the British government. And she says, what's your name? And he goes, and again, the Irish accent's just out. He goes, band, James Band. <laughs> just pretend to be English, Pierce, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And then they get away. And she says, don't worry, because they've at this point they've stolen the nuclear bomb for plutonium. Yeah. She says, don't worry, every bomb's got a tracking device in it. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. All and he pulls it out of his pocket and goes, well, like this one? Yeah. Just to say, shut up. <laughs> and then we go back to Electra's house. She's having some business. Then Bond turns up. He's knocked out her guard. And he says to her, and he does a really bad piece of acting here, Brosnan. Mm. He's just off the, he's going mad. He's off the chain. Because he talks about, um, I met Renard. And he used the thing you said. That's like, right. Isn't that what you say? There's no point living if you can't feel alive. Isn't that your motto? I'm like, Pierce, dial it down a little bit. Yeah, he's, it's, it's because it's supposed to be a, a pivotal moment. Yeah. Where he's, you know, he now knows or thinks he knows yeah. that, that, that they have a, a history. Yeah. Um, and in case we miss it as viewers, that yeah. that needs to be ramped up. You can't, you know, because we're stupid. We don't know. We yeah. know. We don't even know how he got that watch. They've so barely, we're idiots. They've barely explained anything to us in this. Song. I don't, you know, he, he, he should have gone into it and go, can I just tell you anything about these shoes I gave to a bloke? Yeah. And explained that. We're like blind men doing a burger in the dark. <laughs> we're just literally <laughs> trying to find stuff. But then there's two bits in this that made me laugh, right? One, she uses a phrase that her kidnappers used. Is there a chance that she might have heard him saying it while she was kidnapped? Doesn't necessarily mean she's a bad. Yeah. And then she beautifully changes the subject, and it never gets picked up again. When he says, "Oh, isn't that your motto?" Your motto. Mm. She changes the subject and goes, "You used me as bait. You knew he was alive." It's like, no, fuck off. You were saying what he just said, <laughs> right? So tell me what's going on. But he lets her get away with it. Yeah. Well, the thing is about the motto as well. You see, because because mottos, you're right in that it's not necessarily suspicious. It could yeah. have, she could have overheard it, or of course, mottos like that come out of crackers. Yeah. 
uh, don't they? So it, it, all it because when you buy a box of crackers, say twelve, yeah. just as an example, mm-hmm. right? Often the gift, you know, could be repeated. Yeah, you know, uh, and indeed the motto and the joke. So it could be that she just had the same. She might follow the real Banksy. Motto, as it's it's not it's not a damn it's not evidence no at all you wouldn't you wouldn't bring it to somebody who has been the victim of kidnapping and accuse them of being involved in this I mean that it it turns out that he's right but that's not the point at this stage a a fucked clock yeah you know Um, yeah so then she says I've called them she's coming to take charge. He's like, oh dear, I'm in trouble. Now. Yeah. As it turns out, taking charge for him means she gets locked in a cupboard. Locked in a locked in a cupboard full of antiques. Yeah, yeah. we'll get to that later. Mm. Like Lovejoy, uh, and then we get this highly undramatic and boring pipeline sequence. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, Renard's struck again. There's a bomb in a pipeline. Yeah. And Bond's like, oh, I'll go. And then for some I'll do reason, I'll Christmas do Jones tags along, like she's attached to him at the. Well, back. she is a nuclear physicist. And, you know, they are notorious for their pipeline navigation. Yeah, but if you were, if it was an MI6 operation, you wouldn't want to bring just some random nuclear physicist who you just kidnapped. <laughs> no, Unless he Willingly come with them. you. Yeah. The, the pipeline yeah. um, I found quite interesting. You so you, 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 see, you say it's a boring sequence. But, but I brought to this, uh, I, I, I see your boring pipeline, but I raise you going to see a boring pipeline in real life. Yeah. Where once I went to Alaska... Did you? To look at to look at the pipeline because mm. the pipeline that goes through that is a famous oil pipeline, mm. right? And I'm quite dull, so I went to look at that, and I drove a long way, okay, got, to look at an actual pipeline going through the countryside of Alaska. And I can tell you that it was very accurate, and that's what they look like. So there's something quite in this boring. film for everybody. There really was. Yeah. If you're sort of willing to do that, yeah. what bothers me is at one point you see that they're going at 70 miles an hour on this little roller skate thing, yeah, and they're having a conversation with each other, yeah. You literally wouldn't be able to hear a thing. That would be very noisy. Also, yeah. the idea that they can control it with a joystick from a computer game yeah. uh, is interesting because mm-hmm. um, you've got to out... Now, they, uh, I got a bit confused here. They're in front of the bomb. I guess very confused. At this point. Logistically, yeah. So they've, got the, so they've got to travel at 70 miles an hour to let the bomb catch up with them. Yeah, and then they kind of... Does he plier them together or something? I can't... When, I don't know. When they start to do that and he starts jabbing a... Knife or screwdriver or, or something in the side yeah. of the thing, which would just rip out of his hand. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know how. I don't know what he's trying to achieve. I don't know what he's doing. But she finds out that there's not enough plutonium in there to blow up. Yeah, there's only, a, there's only like a trigger or something. Yeah, trigger triggers. And she says, "Oh, I can stop it." Oh, well, then he he also points out when she's in the middle of this, he's like a dad. He's like, "Oh, look, someone's tampered with the screws as well." Oh, they've it's taken. Like, the... I'm trying to defuse a yeah. bomb. I don't care. But then the they screws. unscrew it. Yeah. So they've, t- you go, they've tampered with the screws. The next minute, yeah. unscrewed. Yeah. So, well, how did you do that then? Um, yeah. And then he says, don't worry, just let it blow. And she's like, I can stop it. And he yeah. goes, nope. No. He knows what's going on. Yeah. So they let it blow up. And at this point, M's like, oh, man, it's really, really bad. Bond's dead. Bond's dead. Yeah. Uh, she's dead. And then Electra then goes, oh, there's something I wanted to give you. And M's like, oh, I don't think it's the right time. Because it isn't. It, it's, I mean, it's not the time for a gift. No. Um you know, cracker mentions aside, it's still not the right time to give someone something the size of a cracker gift. Robert Carl um, was in cracker. Uh, yeah, as was Robbie Coltrane. Going on? This is go- oh, oh, bloody hell. So, but uh, yeah, but she opens it anyway. Yeah, and the, and there we have um, the well, typing. The typing, but yeah. but but again, I still I'm still unsure as to how that blew up the money. I know it's a trigger. Well, it was a yeah with a remote control thing of a. Anyway, there's yeah. the type in. Yeah, there's the type in. And then we cut to Bond. Oh, and then M gets taken. 
Yes. Not like that. She gets no. taken away. She gets taken away. Yeah. And, um, and then we cut to Bond and Christmas Jones. Yeah. And she's like, oh, what's going on? And he says, I think I know what's going on. And then she says, well, I have to get this plutonium back or someone's going to have my ass. I, do you know what? Mm. I've written down that exact line here. Go on. Um, and he says... First things first. First things first. First things first, because yeah. it's an anal sex He means joke. I'm going to have your ass. <laughs> I'm going to take you. Hell yeah. In the ass. Yeah, baby. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he's just, just come out of a burning pipeline. Also, there's quite he's a good... still thinking about arse sex. Oh, yeah. There's quite a good line here as well, because she said... I'd give the screen credits, screenwriter's credit, mm. because she says, anyway, what's the story with you and Electra? And he looks her up and down, and he says, we're purely platonic. Pluton. Nice. Very good, actually. That's, yeah. that's not bad, like actually. That. At least that's better than, I'll see you thing. back at the lodge. Yeah. Which was very disappointing. Totally. Yeah. Um, so then they, they go to see, uh, we then get Renard arriving in Istanbul, a lecturer's house. Yep. And he's brought the plutonium. And, they've, and, and she says, I've, got a, I've brought something for you, too. Or he does this line when he's holding the plutonium. He's like, oh, the whole world is in my hand. He's like, no, it's a bit of plutonium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're all dying, so shut up. <laughs> uh, and she says, I brought something for you. And they go up, and they've got like an M zoo, which is in this little cage. It's, yes, and then there's this whole thing with the clock. Yeah. Yeah. Look on these hours for it'll be the last hours you are alive. Again, that classic sort of just shooter. Yeah. Just, you know, this has yeah. been said many times, but just shoot her. Yeah. Don't, give her a, don't give her a clock and count the hours. Or and put her in there with a bear. Yeah. Let's just spice it up a little bit. <laughs> in you go. Yeah. <laughs> with a, with a tiger and a bear. <laughs> I can just see. see which one comes out M tiger versus M and tiger versus bear. It's that whole thing, because he's dying slowly, so yeah. he wants her to watch the clock and the... He's got, like, AIDS. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got brain AIDS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Braids. <laughs> As we call it in the business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and but, the, but yeah, she's in a... I don't know what, what what's in there with it. Just antiquities. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, a chaise lounge is in there. I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't know. She she's it's a veritable Aladdin's cave. She's locked up, in, and then she gets the obvious, you know, the, the villain speech, which is they know, put a, yeah, they so. put a clock on a stool. A clock on a stool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we get M turning into MacGyver. Basically. Yes, she's going to figure her way. Oh, she's also got in her pocket the bond shed earlier. The tracking device from the nuclear bomb. Which is handy. Very handy. I'm surprised they didn't search someone like M, who's the uh, boss of MI6. Old lady, though. Maybe. And then we get a really weird bit where Renard basically says to Electra, was Bond a good shag? Yeah. And then she rubs it in, not like that. And she says, well, you know, I feel stuff. Yeah. And he's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to punch a glass. He punches a glass table. Yeah. That's not a relationship that's going to last. And, and then she does... There's a callback to the the, oh. the, the uh, ice cubes. Ice cubes. She gets Renard to yeah. touch her mimsy. Yeah, with, a, with an ice cube. Because yeah. uh, she can feel stuff. She can. There's no point in touching him with the ice cube. That's like if you were married to, like, Christopher Reeve and you just spent, like, the <laughs> evening doing, like, shuttle runs up and down the living room. It's like, why would you rub it in like that? Don't do that. Come yeah. on. He's sensitive. He's not sensitive, but he's sensitive. But hang on. He can't feel pain. Yeah. Do we know for a fact? And I know pain is so close to pleasure. He can feel pleasure. But, but can he feel the pleasure? <laughs> because we don't know. We don't know. We're only told about the pain. I'm assuming he can't because he feels like it feels like he's literally impotent, doesn't it? Yeah. Because when she's getting such her up, it feels like he's more of an observer than a participant. True enough. Yeah. And she's so he's angry about it. But no wonder he's angry about Bond. He's livid. Yeah. I mean, he must sort of, you know, knock one out occasionally and nothing happens. Yeah. A pot plant comes back again. <laughs> Fetch the pot plant. He's probably grown hundreds of them <laughs> with his face on them. I'm assuming that's how it works. It could, would, could he? Could he? Mm. It, and this would have been a plot very improver to me, yeah. right? D during a wank, yeah. that bullet could have come out. 
at speed. Well, like kidney stone. <laughs> yeah, just, just use that in, a, in a situation where he needed a weapon. He oh could just God. like that would have been the climax. Thank you thank to you. the film. Yeah. If he shot Bond with yeah. a cock bullet, and that it, bullet's got to come out somewhere. It eventually works its way through the body. We yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. Here it comes. Yeah, he's literally he's impotent, but suddenly he's shooting lead. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. What a metaphor for This is brilliant. Something. We should have written this film. I don't know why we weren't at it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then um, we then go and see Valentin Sikovsky. It is HQ in the Caspian Sea. Yeah. It's a very vague... <laughs> That's the other thing about this film. There's no lair. No. There's no... You know, we've said he's a crap villain. He hasn't even yeah. got a, a lair, a place. No. A toy. He's not, no. There's nothing... He comes out of that rubbish cave at the beginning. Yeah. The Dragon's Breath cave. Yeah. And then we end up... In a submarine, it's just there's nothing villainous. Well, this is his caviar shed we mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then he walks in, and uh, the, the caviar thing on the door's the wrong way round. I don't know what that means. And he walks so in. Denise Richards yeah. is sitting there in a sexy dress that she got from who knows where. And he goes, "How did you get in here? I must contact <laughs> security and congratulate <laughs> them." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking dirty and then bonds behind the door with a man who he just says. Get, just get lost. Get lost. The get lost. Walks off. Yeah. And then he goes, no, not that way, the back way. <laughs> what? what does that mean? <laughs> is that another anal sex joke? I think it is. Yeah. There's literally no one there. What, is, what does the difference does it make? And he goes out the front or the back? Yeah. Unless, well, of course. Well, again, that's yeah. probably what he said to her later. And then um, uh, Goldie sees Bond's car and rings Electra. Yeah. And then within 10 seconds, helicopters appear. Yeah, not they were nearby. Yeah. But also, you've got if a helicopter can't take off with that buzzsaw contraption on the bottom, yeah. you've got to rig that. Yeah. So it must have just been hovering around. And also, it flies around there for a long time before they seem to notice. They start shouting over the noise of it. Yeah. But aren't panicked. They aren't even paying attention to the fact that there's heli- No one said, hang on, is that a helicopter? Yeah, with a buzzsaw on yeah. it. They don't care. No. They're just shouting the dialogue over the noise, but yeah. not referencing the fact that it's coming to murder them. Like someone next door with drilling. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a fucking helicopter. Uh, but they find out that Sikorsky's in on it, and that when um, Electra went to the casino to drop this million dollars, she was actually paying... Sikorsky. Actually, we find this out in a minute. But, yeah, so Bond yes. has this uh, action sequence with the helicopters where they're chopping things in half yeah. endlessly. Including that rubbish car yes. that we're all pleased to see the back Where he says, oh, Q's going to be annoyed. He's 100. Yeah. He's not. He's also it. got, you know, he's also... Is he more annoyed about the car or more about his retirement fishing boat that's jet-propelled? I think I it's the latter. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're right. But everything gets cut, cut in half. It's like they're doing a everything-must-go advert. <laughs> this car, 50% off. Yeah. The shed, 50%, 50% off. off. They're doing it literally advertising here. Um, so everything gets cut in half. Bond manages to kit blow up all the helicopters. You get this really awkward bit where Sikorsky and Denise Richards are running around dodging uh, these saws that are flying around. But because Robbie Coltrane's a, a, a portly gentleman, yeah. he's not running very well. So it looks a bit strange. But he ends up falling in the caviar. Yeah, to escape a, a, a flying bit of blade. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Bond uses his car to remote control to him. He gets in it, fires one missile. Also, yeah, yeah. when he does that, it mm. travels about three metres. If that. And yeah, then, it puts itself in gear and takes It puts itself in gear. Yeah. Look, automatic, that. Yeah. You don't yeah. need to put move the gear stick. It's really... It's like a ghost. It's like <laughs> Q's ghost was driving <laughs> and was killed, getting chopped in half. Yeah. While squanking into a ghostly pop plant. <laughs> he's yeah. in the caviar. He's, he's, he's floating. He fesses up. He says he has no choice. Dollars. He has no choice because it, because he literally can't put one hand out exactly. and hold the side of the thing to stop himself drowning. Yeah, he, he for some to, reason. Only has to reach out and he'll be fine. Yeah, but no. Yeah. Uh, so he says, "My nephew is a submarine pilot. If it's a pilot driver, yeah. 
Uh, did he, he, I think he made a pilot, uh, pilot. captain. Yeah. Let's uh, say captain. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, and they need the submarine. And then Denise she says, like, oh, if you put plutonium in that submarine, instant meltdown. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a it's a, it's a bomb. It's a nuclear it's a nuclear bomb somewhere. It's not good. Yeah. Um, so Bond's like fine, and then he he's just about to run off. He's just about to finish, as it were, when the whole building collapses. Yeah, and then he runs off. The side falls off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and Goldie turns up, and he's all he's doing is boss, boss. Where have you been, boss? Yeah, trying to be funny, but it doesn't work. Cause he's Goldie. Yeah, and then the building falls down, and Valentine says. My insurance company are never going to believe this. It's like, yeah, they will because there's bits of helicopter everywhere. It's easy. Fine. It's an easy one to fill the form it's in. It's an open shot, guys. Right, that one. You, there's there's evidence for a start, and any insurance mm-hmm. um, adjudicator, yeah, is that what they call uh, coming around? Would we'll just take one look at the. I mean, I had a burst pipe once, mm-hmm. uh, and a, and a man came around to see if there was a burst pipe. There was evidence of that. Yeah. Again, a helicopter has just smashed my entire yeah. uh, caviar shed to pieces. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah. Yeah. He's fine. It's fine. And then we see uh, the submarine turns up at Electrokin's Electrokin's place. Electrokin, I quite like. Yeah, yeah, submarines at hers. Yeah, and then they says, "Here's some brandy and food for your men." Yeah, and they all get poisoned and killed. Yeah, yeah. Brandy's very specific at that. Not just refreshments. Mm. Brandy and refresh. Brandy. Yeah. Okay. Fine. And they're all dead. Yeah. Fine. They're dead. Yeah. And then we see Bond and Sarkovsky in some sort of warehouse somewhere, doing some investigating. It's not clear, is it? No. And then Bullion, Goldie, leaves yeah. a suitcase yeah. and it blows up. Yeah. That's the closest we almost get to an old-fashioned Bond lair, though, isn't it? That yeah. warehouse sort of mm. lights, flashing flashy lights, lights submarine base sort of thingy. Yeah. Uh, that is the closest we get to the old-school kind of, you know, Drax. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, this is, this kind is the point place. as well. The reason we know is because M manages to turn on the locator chip. Yes. Oh, with the up, clock. Yeah. Yes, of course. And it flashes up on Sikorsky's computer. Yeah. And they're like, oh, they're there then. Yeah. And as soon as they know that, that's when Goldie drops a bomb. Drops the dr- drops a bomb. Tries to make a run for it because we all know where M is now because she's managed to wire an alarm clock mm. uh, to a, um, a locator device. Yeah. Goldie drops his new release, as yeah. they would say these days. Good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, everything blows up. Zakowski presumed dead, covered yeah. in blood. Yeah. Bond runs out to stop Goldie and is instantly taken by. Electra's men. Yeah, gunpoint. They're, they're around the corner as he runs out. That's right. Take and they get yeah. taken. And then they turn up at Electra's, and then we find out Electra's the big bad guy. Well, we knew already, but Bond finds out. Yeah. And she says, I have found this great torture machine. Yeah, that in, just in the room she's in, there mm. just happens to be a medieval torture machine. She said they found it while they were digging up for the pipeline or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very nicely looked after. <laughs> and he gets put in that. And he gets, he starts getting tortured. But when he's being tortured, he starts sounding like, you know, in uh, Iron Man and Partridge, when Jed Maxwell gets Alan in the headlock. Yeah. He can't say Chester properly. Yeah. <laughs> he starts talking like that. Yeah. Because he says, one last screw. <laughs> he still gets a joke in. He does. Even though he's having, I was trying to work out how the torture machine worked because it's obviously he's, he's bolted in. Well, there's a bolt at the back pushing. Pushing against his, he's the back of his neck. neck. So, so it's kind of just pushing that, yeah. So it'll break um, his neck. But there's a, with the twist of the, yeah. yeah, like a garrote thing, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, one last screw. Yeah. Yeah. And then at that She moment, straddles him. I mean, she's still trying to get an erection out of him. Because she's saying when you are garroted, it seems, she seems to know that, yeah. that one gets an erection. Yeah. He's probably into it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised. He's probably thinking, this is fucking great. <laughs> I wish she'd put a lemon in my mouth. <laughs> this is the best. This is the best thing that's happened to me. She found it at Stephen Milligan's house. <laughs> 
Stephen Milligan. I bet that's the first time he's been mentioned in a, in it a podcast. It probably is, actually. Look up Stephen Milligan MP, everybody. Yeah, you need You'll to. Hours of fun. Yeah. Uh, or not like him, seconds. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then, then Valentin turns up with his men. Yeah. He comes in and he says the best line ever, which would have been better if he'd have added this little bit at the end. He says, I am looking for a submarine. It's big and black. Right, and even better, he said, "I'm full of semen." <laughs> he didn't. He just said, "It's big and black." Yeah. Again, we as the audience are supposed to bring that ourselves to I the guess party. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's a self catering. By stuff. that point, we've had all the R sex jokes. Yeah, you know, we've had all of that stuff. So yeah, it's very much kind of look. Do, we're not doing everything for you. Yeah, yeah. You might as well just bring. Do some leg work, <laughs> and, and then he gets shot instantly. Yeah. by Electra. Again, removing this character we liked from another film. Yeah, like that. And uh, he then reveals he's got a gun on his cane. Yeah, she's got with him everywhere so it's consistent which he aims at her and then moves it towards Bond and shoots his uh, armrest I thought it was his leg I did but the arm pops out that's later. right it look, in the shot the shot looks like his leg has been released but yeah. then it turns out he's got his arm free and I was thinking what's he for all that sequence I was going what's he going to do with one leg free he can't mm. do anything with that but no it turns out then it's his arm yeah. There's an editing thing going on there it's not good is it and then he un- managed to unclip very quickly mm. his um his neck brace. Yeah. Uh, another arm. Then he throws Electra to the floor. Throw him to oh, the Oh, and Valentine dies, obviously. Yeah. Um, that was his last gasp. That was it? his yeah. last gasp. Yeah. So he's gone to heaven. Yeah. Unlike you, he's gone to hell, <laughs> as we saw earlier. Because it went descending down, yeah. Yeah. Something's going to come out later about that, I'd imagine. And, and then he chases Electra. And there's quite a good scene here, because she's basically running around going, ha ha, you'll never kill me, I'm great. Yeah. And then he's halfway up the stairs, and then you hear him go, Bond! <laughs> and he ducks his head in this room, and she's in this cage. And he shoots the chain and she acts like, oh, fucking hell, what's going on? Yeah. Like she's never seen a gun before. <laughs> and then he rus- runs all the way up to the top and she's up there. And she says, I'm great, you'll never kill me. And then he says, give Renard the order to stop the submarine or I'll kill you. Yeah. She was like, you wouldn't. And he goes, try me. And then she grabs the walkie-talkie. And he doesn't. No. I mean, he, she does try him. And then he just doesn't... He doesn't. And then she says, dive, 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 or something. Yeah. And then Bond shoots her right in the head. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is quite good. And then just as then, then M runs in, and she's a bit like, fucking hell. That's a bit harsh. Yeah. But, you know, well, it's the daughter of her friend. Yeah. So, even she though she's an evil kidnapping... Fortnite. Um, which... But, no, I was surprised. The, the bit where he says, can we if I do that, try me. Mm. Then, he, then she did it, and then he didn't instantly kill her. Yeah. She had time to do the walkie-talkie thing, mm. but... Um, but then it's a bit creepy because then he kind of sort of lingers over her and strokes her face. Yeah. Much like the like tear. with the tear on yeah. the computer back in the, in the thing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that was just a call back to that. But again, not very well done. Again, it's a bit like he's kind of going, could I put it in her mouth for a minute? <laughs> She's still warm. Yeah. I mean, I could probably get it in her arse. But then M comes in and he's like, oh, that's that out of the window. Yeah, and then the... he literally goes out, out the window. the window. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's probably going, did I bring the cigar? <laughs> Has this watch got a built-in cigar case? Because I... <laughs> I could probably use that. I could have said, is, is she, she could have said, is that a boat in your pocket or are you just pleased to see me? <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he literally dives out of the window and then we get the interminable sub-sequence. Yeah. Which goes on for about 40 minutes. Oh, and it's also, you know, you were talking about the set pieces earlier where mm. it, where it, where the, the pipeline's dull. Yeah. The, the submarine's just dull. It's no climax. Yeah. The opening to the Bond film was rubbish, yeah. as we discussed. Yeah. Hence, they had to put another opening in before yeah. the credit. Yeah. And now the end of it's rubbish yeah. as well. Done and again, nothing. Renard, crap villain, yeah. has done nothing. Renard means it's fox. Just, uh, yes. It's a bit on the nose, isn't it? Yeah. 
Oh, but I wish it had just been an, ast- an actual fox. Yeah. The one from the Robin Hood film. The Robin Hood, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Robin Hood. Or my old history teacher, Mr Fox, who was quite sinister. Was he? Would have been a better Bond villain. Yeah. Than that. Yeah. He actually, he really would. Um, the, but, I, but I don't... It's just a disappointing fight, because he doesn't feel pain, so no. why not inflict... Try, Bond should try to make him feel pain. And he's he got just this, punches him a bit. He does, and Renard's got this giant novelty gold pen... That he's trying to stick in this. It's full of plutonium. Yeah. And he's trying to stick it in the submarine. Yeah. Again, some impotency things going on here because yeah. he's having trouble getting in. He, he struggles with that. And that's how the Bond, who's good at this stuff, loves it. To help him out in a way. He helps him pull it out a few yeah. times. Well, yeah. he, doesn't, he makes him pull it makes out. Makes him pull it out. Yeah. And um, in the end, after a lot of toing and froing and t- submarine and, going and up. Sort and of down, almost drowning. Yeah. In the end, he gets the gold pen to shoot out into Renard. Yeah. And nails him to the wall. It doesn't go, it doesn't go quite through. You don't see it come out the other side. Though, no, it's do sort of. Doesn't it sort of nail him to the wall? It, I, doesn't he hit him and then he falls over? Yeah, you might be right. I actually. think he falls over. I think he hits yeah. him in the summit. Like, it just wins him, really. You're right, yeah. And then, and then he, he falls back. over. He yeah. doesn't really impale him. And you don't see it come out the other side. It's just, so it's not. And also, the fist fight's really lackluster. It just, They're yeah. just holding his, like yeah. that. And then he hits Bond um, and locks him in that, when Bond falls down. and lo- Locks him in a cage. Locks him in another cage. He's obsessed with cages. And, he, and yeah. Bond sort of makes a really weird sound. Goes, yeah, because of his shoulder. Yeah, his shoulder. Again, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, oh, it's really. And then, yeah, so the sub explodes. Yeah. And Bond and um, Christmas get shot out of the torpedo again. Yeah. Again. Very, very much so. And then they come gasping up, for breath. Yeah, they come up to the surface and there's a tourist boat <laughs> waving at them. <laughs> Not helping them at all. And then we get this scene where M, uh, Michael Kitchen, and a few other people are looking for Bond desperately like he's been missing. Yeah. And then they're look, using this thermal imaging. Thermal imaging, that's and right. And it glows oh, red this, when there's heat. When there's his heat. car. And I'm like, but the car got cut in half. Where's this one come from? Too harsh. Too harsh. There's half a car. There's half a car. Yeah. How's he driven that there? Don't know. He attached it to the fishing boat. They must have had one each. (laughs) One half each and held hands. (laughs) Like Flintstones-esque sort of contraption. They're like, oh, well, we can find him. And they they find him lying. Oh, don't we get the scene before this where he's um, talking to her with the fireworks going on in the background? Oh, the slightly uh, soft-focused fireworks, yeah. When he says... Uh, um, That's when we know it's Christmas. He says, I always wanted to have Christmas in Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then they're like, "Oh, there's Bond," and then M's like, "Oh, he's very red." Yeah, and they're like, "Oh," and then Q's looks yeah. at Michael Kitchen. Oh, in John Cleese, I'm not going to call him Q. It's it's Basil Fawlty. Yeah, he looks. Yeah, Basil Fawlty looks at yeah. Michael Kitchen, as if to say, "Oh, I know what's going on here." Yeah, and then he's getting more red. I know suddenly, what's going on here because this happens at the end of all of these films. Yeah, yeah. and then a pair of ladies' legs appear as in the missionary because Bond does missionary as we've discussed before. <laughs> yeah, well, and um, she's like, she goes double seven. And again, M is forced to watch him fuck. It's, a, <laughs> it's an ongoing trope. And it's the first time this M's had to do it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a new thing for her. I mean, that, they should have written in that maybe... Because Bond basically goes through most of the women in this film, as we know. That's a, yeah. That's a, I, don't, I don't know. You'll know, because you, you, you're more knowledgeable. How many, is this the most women he's had in one film? Because it's, it's three. I, th- I think... Are there, have there been more in one film than this? Uh, off the top of my head, I'm not sure. I no. think three is probably average. Oh, right, OK. Because I yeah. thought... But there were, mm, yeah, maybe I need to pay more attention to that. But whatever the thing it was, M, M should have been in there. He should have at least... You know when he rescues M from the cage? Oh, no. Just fuck up. Oh, no, no. Before like he, a threesome. He, 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 no, not there. I mean, in oh. the, you know when he rescued her from the cage? Yeah. Yeah, and you know, he fired the gun at the chain and got her out of the yeah. cage. Fuck her. Oh, no. Fuck her there. We, fuck her next to the clock. But Electra's waiting upstairs to... Yeah. The world might end. <laughs> well, the world is not enough. Well, you're right. <laughs> no. I'm sure of that. As, by the way, we forgot to mention he does say... 
He does. Just to bang that title Because it is, it is the family motto, as found out in, uh, on Her Majesty's All Secret of Service. these mottos, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a line from that, of course. Yeah. He finds out that yeah. he's the Bond family motto. Yeah. So they were obviously desperate for a title, so they thought they'd use it. <laughs> yes. Become the way of Bond. So, yeah, so then um, Bond's having sex with Christmas Jones. Uh, yeah. this, at this point, John Cleese... Is it actually Christmas? Yes. He's actually... Oh, no, no, it's not. No, because it's in think, Turkey. Yeah, it's that's Turkey. when he's in the Christmas in Turkey joke. Yeah. But I then thought, well, surely what you should have seen is his sort of a Santa going past in the fire, just to kind of ram that home. Well, he's not But it's actually Christmas. like Die Hard. It's Christmas. Yeah. It's Come on, it's a Christmas film. Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay, yeah, reference. Yeah. Uh, but, that, you know, a Christmas tree or something just to make it... A, at least to make it a bit more... Just We've just named a Christmas. Jolly. For the joke. Yeah. Yeah. But then... Um, John Cleese sees this fucking going on. Yeah. Sorry, Basil Fawlty. So he, he snaps the laptop shut, yeah. the screen goes black, and then he goes, it must be a premature, premature form of the millennium bug. <laughs> Thanks, John, you've dated this film for all eternity now. <laughs> when everybody knew about the millennium bug, no one gives it, no one knows about that anymore. Yeah. If you told a kid now who was born mid-90s, they wouldn't know what it was. To be fair, though, as those sort of Bond lines go, like the, the from this film specifically, yeah. um, it's no worse than any of the... I mean, I it's dated, but it's no worse than I'll see you back at the lodge, which has no bearing on anything but snow no, and skiing. It's true. just... And we came up with a better one you for did. the chucking in the bin. Loads Just more. off the top of... Loads of them. Loads. Just off the top of our head. Yeah, your one's the best, just for the record. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, then Bond is in bed with Christmas Jones and then he gives the immortal line, I thought Christmas only comes once, once a year. year. Yeah, once, once. Sorry, I watched. I ruined the line here. Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, yeah, and then and then it goes. There's a James Bond will return, and you yeah. just think, "We'll come again." Surely, is what that. they should have shot. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, yeah. It, again, it's 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 shit. Yeah, it's it's a shit film, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's, I was. It's director video fodder at times. I was I was quite disappointed with it. Yeah, if I'm honest, I was disappointed that this is the one that fell to me to do. If oh, I'm sorry. honest, no, it's no one's fault. Well, it is. It is your fault. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, but it, uh, over, it's not. It, I mean, I, I was quite excited to rewatch it, you know, because it's a Bond film, and I was thinking, great, mm. I get to watch a Bond film. Yeah. Um, again, and and then uh, I just, I just resented having to watch it again in a way. I did as um, well. It was a, yeah. a little bit irritating. Yeah, you're not alone. Um, but I had to watch all of them. <laughs> where does it sit? I mean, are you allowed to talk about it? Where does it sit in the pantheon of where you're up to so far? What do you mean so. in terms of quality? Yeah. I think it'll be towards the bottom. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely towards the bottom. Well, again, yeah. here's the bottom references again. We've reached the point of the podcast yeah. where we're at the quickfire questions. Yeah. There is no buzzer or time limit. So, yeah. first of all, uh, who, in your opinion, is the best Bond and what is the best Bond film? Well, I, um, I'm going to say Roger Moore. Right, for the simple reason that, and I know this is a bit of a cliche, but it's the Bond I was introduced to first. So, the nostalgic element for me, mm-hmm. you know, but Bond, Roger Moore running across crocodiles. Uh, and stuff, you know, it, it's it was the era when it got it right uh, with the, the action and jokes. That now I look back, then they don't know better than than the ones in this one. But yeah. somehow there was a kind of innocence to them, I suppose, back then. So I think, I think, is it um, Spy Love Me? Possibly, okay. you only yeah. live twice, but I never to pick one. But I think I'm going to say Spy Love Me. And so, in your, in your opinion, what's the worst? Dalton? Worst Bond is Dalton. Yes. And the worst Bond film? Um... It's. I don't know. It, it might be the one we've just watched. I know it's not got Dalton in it, mm. but just as uh, Dalton's just the worst Bond, and and maybe the, this is the worst. What was the one with the invisible car? Die another day. Yeah, it's that. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Uh, Bond is full of stupid names like Money Penny, Small Bone, and Goodhead. Oh, yeah. Give me your best Bond lady name. Uh, Savixia Tidy Garden. Oh, I like that a lot. <laughs> That's very good. <coughs> okay. Uh, and uh, give me your best Bond film title that you've literally just made up. Uh, the one I've just made up. Well, I'm going to. Uh, before that, because this, this connects, okay. I need to give you my. my um, the person I'd want playing Bond. Okay. I know oh. I'm not doing necessarily. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, I feel like I missed that. Yeah, question. did you miss that question out? Who would you have as James Bond next? Mr. Tumble, right? So the guy you know, Justin Fletcher from CBeebies. Yes. Right, Master of Disguise. Is he? Yes. You're not seeing Giggle Bits. Yeah. He's he, he plays all sorts of characters. He could be Grandpa Bond. <laughs> he? he could be Old Lady Bond. Yeah. Grandpa yeah. Bond. Yeah. Basically, I think he'd make a quite a good. I think he'd make quite a good Bond. Um, but in real life, Jack O'Connell. Right. Yeah. You know, I know him, yeah. Jack O'Connor, the actor. 75. I, I, yeah, I think he's a great actor. Startup, all that kind of stuff. I can yeah. see I can see him as sort of post-Daniel Craig, if we're still going in that direction, kind mm. of a bomb. But if we're going back to funny, definitely Justin from CP. Oh, well, you couldn't get funnier than that. <laughs> um, so give me your best Bond film title that you've just made up. I'm going to call it Bye Bye Mr. Tumble. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good. Which, I mean, it sounds villainous. But it also says, like, I'm saying goodbye to Mr. Tumble, I'm yeah, moving think, on. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> bye Bye Mr. Tumble. Sounds like a memoir. Yeah, but Bond films now, I mean, they're one-wordish now, aren't they? Oh, yeah, they're obsessed with one word. And I want to go back to... Yeah, I agree. A bit more of a sort of ambiguous. So bye-bye, Mr. Tumble. Bye-bye, Mr. Tumble. Okay. So a hypothetical fistfight takes place between Simon Templer the Saint and James Bond 007. Who wins? Ah, right. Okay. So um, is Roger Moore allowed to fight himself? Yeah. Roger Moore wins. Oh, brilliant. Okay, good. No, okay, it's going to be... um, I th- uh, I want to say Ian Ogilvy. Fine. Uh, wins in his incarnation as the saint because mm-hmm. I don't think he had much. Of, he didn't have a lot, much of a look in. He had a good theme tune. Yeah, a fantastic theme mm-hmm. tune. And you know, I always liked the animation at the beginning. You know, again, the sexy time when yeah. when he took the the ring, the saint ring, off his head and just threw it away while he was with the lady. Used it as a cock ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I want to give Ogilvy his moment in the sun here. I, I I like to hear about Ian Ogilvy, uh, yeah. so I'm happy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say in a in a fight he'd win. I, I kind of think he would. He doesn't come up enough. Yeah. Uh, finally, you're stranded on a desert island with Sean Connery, George Lazenby, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, and Daniel Craig. Who do you elect as a leader to devise your rescue attempt? And if it fails, who do you eat first? Because of the underdog nature to all of this, yeah. I am going to go for Lazenby because mm-hmm. again, give him his shot, like with Ogilvy, give him his shot at at the title. Mm-hmm. Right. If that fails, eat Lazenby. So one shot and you're out. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know when he said, um, "What was the quote again?" <laughs> the, the, the end of that. If you're gonna, I won't ask again. Yeah, it's you know from the. It's like that. It's like you've got. You need to sort this out. If you don't do, it, we eat you. Yeah, and that's that's it. You're a, you're a fat bloke, mm. and we're gonna we're gonna chow down on you if you don't get us off this island. Right, frankly. So it's Lazenby all the There's way. There's pressure on there. Then. Yeah, Lazenby, Ogilvy, Tumble. <laughs> That's, right. that's the Holy Trinity. The triumvirate of In the, in the future new world of Bond for me. Yeah. That's who I want. Well, John Holmes, I think no one could be in any doubt that you <laughs> haven't covered all bases this evening. <laughs> uh, and thank you so much for coming along. You're, well, you're more than welcome. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Me uh, too. Far more than the film. Oh, well, God, yes. <laughs> yeah, and we solved all the problems, so yeah. hooray for us. Good work. Thank you very much. Mm. Goodbye. Who are you? First things first. world is not enough. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.